0: Get ready for two hours of hard hitting football talk straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's football on the know with Jim and Joe. Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McFee alongside me is Mr. Joe Decapita.
1: What's going on, Odds? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the No. show. That's right, locked and loaded, Ooh. ready to go talk some football with you guys. I uh, appreciate all the support out there. Thank you guys so very much. And if you're new to the show, if you're just checking in just right now, mm. listen, we are the most interactive football talk show there is. Make sure you get down with us. You can head over to get YouTube. Down or Facebook. Search us up on Football on the no Show. You can hit that subscribe button to lock it in, and then hit that notification bell to notify you when we go live. Uh, Just become a a member, become a know-it-all, and let's go.
0: Yeah, absolutely yeah become a member know-it-all check it out youtube and uh yeah we've had a lot of fun uh, the past couple years and last week was uh, very exciting this nfl season is pretty nutty this year uh there's fans in the stands and (laughs) finally injuries (laughs) everywhere too and there's upsets up and down it's just nutty (laughs) we are feeling super hyped and super energized and by the way Being super hyped and energized, go to (laughs) RepSports.com. Raise energy. That's right. Hit the promo code, raise them up. That's right. Raise them up. It's spelled right there for you. If you're listening to us on the podcast section there, it's R-A-Z-E-M-U-P. Raise them up, Sports. I'm super excited. I'm drinking the voodoo (laughs) right now. Uh, I'm in. All right, here we go. So week six, another crazy week, Joe. I mean, wouldn't you get some of these games you can't even
1: pinpoint. (sighs) Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you right now this week six was really difficult it really it was. was and uh <laughs> it w- there was a lot of surprises actually mm-hmm. I- i'll tell you right now like right off the top of my head miami and jacksonville 9 a.m game that was an amazing game <laughs> in in europe in london uh wow that that was a lot of back and forth i mean i <laughs> i just didn't know what the hell was going on uh, and and, and- I thought for sure Miami was going to have a, a pretty darn good game plan going into that. Mm-hmm. And I understand it was an early start, you know, for, for both teams and what have you. But uh, it looked like Jacksonville Jaguars were way more prepared uh, throughout that game. It, it just seemed like they had the answers at the right time and, and they executed the plays. You know what I mean? And that, and that's why they ended up coming out victorious. I mean, listen, a field goal. like <laughs> Great. The last second, a field mm-hmm. goal to, to end that game. And Wow. That was amazing, and it and it wasn't even their their original starting kicker it was a guy off the practice squad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, he comes in to deliver the kick of his life, and nails it. I mean. Wow, it was really exciting. And even though Tua returned this week for the Miami Dolphins, yeah it just wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. Right. And he performed fairly well, too. And yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Like
0: some of those early London games, I don't bother getting They're up tough. early enough to watch that. You know, but this one, uh, I knew it was going to be pretty good here, nice and exciting. Uh, we had implications with our picks on it. So I'm watching this game. It's going <laughs> back and forth. It's like, this could be anybody on this one. But I'm like, come on, Jacksonville. And the funny thing about the London games is, again, Again, you know, you see all these fans show up to the the stadium that are wearing all different jerseys from other teams. Oh, yeah. But really, you know, Jacksonville has been there the most. They play there the most. Right. Um, their owner ha- owns a soccer team over there, too, as well. So they right. kind of know him. And it was kind of like a home team, uh, home game there, too, because there was a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars jerseys and things. And they were super excited, hyped after that field goal made it through. Uh, And I was excited for the Jaguars as well, because they've had a lot of close ones this particular season season that yeah. just ended by a field goal on the opposite side of them with all the other turmoil they've been dealing with this past week too mm-hmm. with urban meyer and all that other nonsense and stuff they can kind of put that past them here they get a nice win and they can celebrate together but another <laughs> exciting game there yeah, Joe.
1: congrats for that the jacksonville jaguars getting it done right mm-hmm. all the way to the end mm-hmm. i mean that was a great game it really was
0: yeah, I mean, and and one of the games I think that you called uh, was was pretty surprising. On the other hand, was how unprepared the the Chargers seemed they were for that g- game with the the Baltimore Ravens. It seemed yeah. like you said going from West Coast to East Coast, they had like an issue, and they just just seemed like they were not ready, just unprepared. Herbert didn't play very well. The defense wasn't very good either, as well, and the 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 Ravens just stomped all over them.
1: And what I'll say about that game too is I, I feel like the Ravens defense kind of. You know, they took another step up. They they started to play even better this week. Um, and maybe that's you know, chemistry started to started to really blend well together and uh a lot of the guys, you know, they kinda stepped up and they and it was too much for the Chargers offense. Um I, I really think and Baltimore did not have an answer for Lamar Jackson. Or I mean the the, the, the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. They did not have an answer for him. I listen. I mean, it's extremely hard to play against Lamar Jackson. A guy can throw, and he can with those legs of his. Holy crap. Definitely the, the most mobile quarterback I have ever seen. A, a guy that's extremely difficult to tackle in the open field. And some of the moves that he makes and how quick that he makes them it's almost like i don't believe he's human yeah because you can't really plan on
0: reacting that fast you know what i mean to seeing that it's like when people think about the moves that they do on madden and stuff you kind of see an overall (laughs) over top of the view of like oh i see that guy coming up over here boom i'm gonna kind of go over here this guy does it just you know being a field vision like if you were in that helmet cam that they have you know, get that field vision i mean it's pretty nutty because you've seen I will look at quarterbacks missing guys that are waving wide open because they happen to be oh, yeah, over here yeah. a certain thing. And for a, a quarterback to have that vision while he's trying to run and also be able to make some throws to the guys that are open too as well. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's outstanding. And and exactly that game was kind of a surprise for me. I thought it was going to be a bit closer, but they just did not I I show expected up that game
1: to be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was just it just went completely it, yeah, one-sided yeah. really quick. <laughs> really quick. Uh and you know, you know when when you get down that that you know that far down in terms of points and everything, you start to get a little anxious. You start to it's almost like a panic. It's not really panicking, but it's almost like a panic where you're trying to get back into the game quickly. And that's usually not the best way to go about it. You abandon the run game altogether. You're trying to make all these different, you know, passing plays, but then you become one-dimensional. And I feel like that's what fed the Baltimore's defense. It just fed right into them because then they got to pin their ears back. They already knew it was going to be a pass, and they would just send a variety of, uh, you know, blitzes at, at the Chargers. That kind of threw them off. It took them off by guard, and and it was in in the end, it it got. You know, the game got away from them relatively quickly, and, and and that was that. So, I mean, kudos to the Ravens for, for uh, handling their business at home, which, again, playing Baltimore in Baltimore is a tough, uh, you know, um, tough matchup altogether. Uh, but the Chargers, they gave it their best shot. They came up short, and I think, like, really short. Yeah. <laughs> not, and, not even. <laughs>
0: and, and that's the funny thing, too, because also, you know, when you watch shows, too, and then they also while they're broadcasting, they're trying to paint a picture here for everybody. You know, this team is this and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. Whoa, that raise. Ooh, voodoo. Ooh. Uh, but uh, the idea of this you know, team up and coming, blah, blah, I think this season the most it's kind of been like a, a team gets hot or they get a few wins. You're like, all right, yeah, these guys are it. And then all of a sudden they lay a stinker. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, well, what the hell was that? Maybe we're not. Now. now we're backing up. We're questioning ourselves. Because, again, they, Justin Herbert was on a roll. Right. He was looking at, oh, like, everybody oh, look at the loves Chargers. Them. Oh, he's uh, the
1: best quarterback in the league. He's so good. Yep. This team is on the rise. These guys are definitely going to the playoffs. And then they and then they lose it's a game and, like and that
0: against a team that yeah a team that it's gone again. Uh, but this was, is why should be contending with them.
1: This is why it's any given Sunday. You you never know what's going to happen week to week, team to team. You know that you know Chargers were like the the love of the NFL for a few weeks and then all of a sudden they lose a couple of games and they're like oh well mm, I don't know is this team really legit or are they just kind of playing with our feelings like. It, can we really, you know, jump on the bandwagon just yet? Listen, it's too early altogether. I mean, you can go ahead and pick your teams. Like, yeah, Green Bay is five and one right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they look like a pos- a potential favorite to win that division and to go into the playoffs, and who knows how far they can go. However, this is a long season. We are almost one more week, and we'll be halfway through the season. Uh, and there's a lot that can change, like team to team. You know that teams are dealing with injuries now. A lot more often than 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 normal, there I would are so say. So many injuries, man. uh, and good thing that there is this three three to four week IR, uh, you know, uh, option for for these teams because normally, you know, you go back a couple of years or even last year. Uh, you put an IR claim in on a guy and that's it, he's done. He's done for the season. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you didn't even get to have him back a few weeks later. Now that they have this new, you know, format for, I, for IR, it's helping teams out a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Just when you think you lose a key piece, maybe he's not he maybe he's going to be injured for a couple of weeks, but you put him on that short-term IR, he's back in 3 or 4 and you can, can you can continue you know your your success hopefully you know it, it so that alone i feel like is helping teams like yeah everybody's dealing with injuries right now and it's crazy and and you see free agent signings happening look like crazy. look at the ravens man they they signed not one not two but three free agent running backs because basically they lost everybody yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh so uh, and it's and they actually may do, and they all worked out well in that for game, them. right? He huh? uh, yeah,
0: had three different running backs, I three think, and scoring, scoring, yeah. yeah, touchdowns in that game, and yeah. it ended up working out that way, yeah, uh, for them. But that's how some of these teams win. And if you look at the Ravens, that's the thing for me, too, as well. They're another one of those teams that look at this, they barely edged out the, the Detroit Lions, which the Lions probably should have won that game right. because yeah. of the, the time yeah. management, the clock management. And that's, that's why, why we they, play the game. off. Uh, but they won that one, but it was That's close. That's why we play. Again, they barely edged out a win the week before that, too, as well, and just came back. They were getting dominated in that game, but then mm-hmm. were able to stomp right back and came back and won. And then last week they ended up dominating another A team that looked like it was going to be another close one like that maybe this can maybe prove who they are Mm in which they did but by a huge margin Mm -hmm. in fact so that's what i think is interesting about this particular season again because you'll have these teams beat some other teams that you thought were good teams but then you're taking a step back and like well i don't know so much now just like a lot of people are questioning i think the chiefs sitting now back at the basement of the AFC West right now looking up right. at teams like the Broncos and
1: the Raiders and the Chargers still. And the interesting thing about all this is you're starting to see more and more parity throughout the league. You know what I mean? It's it's not qu- so quick to to surmise like, oh, well, this team's going to be absolute garbage this whole season. We have, There's no doubt. Like, it's look at week Detroit. Week. We kind of – and I, I'm going to be honest. We kind of wrote off Detroit altogether. You know, before the season started and we said, well, yeah, we don't really think they're going to be very competitive. Like, yeah, they got a couple of nice pieces on offense, but defense is still lacking. But to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm I'm impressed even with how well they and how competitive they've been week to week with some teams and just edging I mean, they're so close to winning a, winning a, you know a couple games that uh it, it's hard not to be like, wow. You know, yeah, they're still there. They're mm-hmm. still they're still capable. Uh, but they still need a few more pieces, and that, and that's why it's still kind of like that rebuilding transition year for them.
0: Yeah, and I kind of cursed them, I guess, then too, because I thought they were going to be the first team with a win again, and they <laughs> haven't been. They <laughs> haven't got one yet. So, uh, and the I other thing bad.
1: too is like you know you look at all these other situations. Is, is look at the team that beat the Ravens. It's the Raiders. Yeah, this is and the Raiders were hot early on, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh wow, hey." They beat the Ravens and they go to Pittsburgh and they beat the Steelers and and, you know, and it looked like they were getting the ball rolling and all of a sudden they have like, you know, a couple of losses and they trip over their own feet a couple of times. And, and then and then this week it, it, with everything that's been going on with, with the whole John Gruden saga and all that for the Raiders to actually come together as a team and not just beat the Broncos, but they literally ran all over them. They passed all over the place on them, and they just dominated them.
0: Boom, shakalaka.
1: So, uh, I mean, take it like a grain of salt because it is Denver. You know what I mean? Like, like Let's face it. Denver mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. quite there just yet. Uh, they have some nice pieces, and, and are still building on that. But at the same point in time, uh, you never know. That's why, that's why they play the games on Sundays mm-hmm. is for the, these exact scenarios. Like just when you think a team that like Miami, I thought for sure Miami was going to win this game. I thought that they had with especially with Tua coming back or the potential of Tua coming back. I felt like they had a nice. uh, This would have been a nice game for them to like maybe get a a, a W real quick, uh, playing up against a weaker opponent in the Jaguars and an opponent that's not as experienced as them. Uh, But that's why they play the game, and in the end, Jags get it. So absolutely. Uh, Joe, Hello. We have somebody's in Who's the house there? with us. Lady Bills is in the house hey, with us. Hey, there she is.
0: All right. She says I think the Raiders have more to show. Well, well maybe they do. Maybe. Let's hope. And and that's the thing. And we we end up picking the Raiders this past week too, because we were kind of hoping, especially with this p- particular type of game too, with the Broncos being who they are, uh, just getting Teddy Bridgewater back in the last right. nick of time. Even when we picked this, I don't think he was even uh scheduled to come back yet, but they yeah, even put right, it in there. Right. But I was still confident in it because again, uh they really believe in the coach that they put in ter- uh, for the interim right now. And uh they used some of this fuel, I think, from the media. What's been dri- driven towards uh, uh, John Gruden, whether they're upset with Gruden or whether they stand by him. I think they want to stand together as a whole and a team and move forward. And they really put out uh, a, a nice uh, shelling here with the with the Broncos. Broncos tried to come back a little bit, but it was already kind of junk time stuff. So yeah, they it was pretty all much, yeah, that. yeah, they already pretty much dominated them and, all together in that game. And really, a nice emotional win.
1: Right, and and, and you mentioned emotional win. But like, I was actually impressed with the stats that came out from the Raiders game, especially defensively. You know, yeah, uh, six sacks mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. team. Uh, you know, three of them happened. Mad Max Crosby mm-hmm. uh, w- was like really don't shelling out. Uh, you know, uh, body bags in that game. Ducky. Ducky and I will say Teddy Bridgewater kind of looked like a bitch uh, so uh but the, the Raiders defense man and they they kind of confused Teddy a couple times because there was also interceptions involved they had three picks in that mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. uh Trayvon Merrick the rookie safety that one was like literally thrown right to him mm-hmm. not really I can't I don't consider that really a pick but Nate Hobbs and newly added Brandon F- uh Fasten I think his last name is uh both of them had picks in that game and they were Locked down that, that whole game. So uh, praise praise to the defensive coaching staff, the offensive coaching staff for coming up with great game plans, and 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 the team and the players out there executing. So uh, was it was a pretty good game. Yeah, but absolutely. There's another game I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I really want to, I want to jump down to it because yeah, I, I, I know felt you. Like, I felt like because now we got Lady Bills up in the building. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans, that was an incredible game. I mean, under the lights. I mean, we thought for sure Buffalo was going to run away with this one. I, 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 f- I felt like maybe Tennessee would score a couple times and they'd kind of hang around kind of a little bit, but in the end, I thought bills were going to have at least like maybe a three touchdown lead and end up, and end up winning this game. But unfortunately, what the hell happened? <laughs> I mean, I mean there was there was some issues. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and really, it came down to there was one thing the bills had to do: stop. Derrick Henry or at least slow Him down don't let him Take over games you know that's the game plan That should be right And, and and here's Here's the thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say Something a little bit to any future team Facing Derrick Henry how You tackle a guy like that who Has speed and the immense size That he does You take his legs out you don't Try to hit his upper body You don't try to hit him in the midsection You just come In and Take that leg, take those legs out, and he is done. Uh, you know, so I mean, uh, I was actually surprised with with that one for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. People have tried you know, to take him on from the side, too, and just kind of glance off him. That's the thing, too. They were saying at, w- at one point he hit, what, 22 miles per hour? Yeah. And he's like, what, 260, something like that? And he's yeah. not going that fast. I mean, that is uh, nuts. Lady Bill says she uh, disagrees. She felt it w- like it was going to be a battle and be closer. And you, you don't know sometimes. That's the You're thing. Right. Uh, she says uh, Henry is a beast. Uh, props to him. Edmonds was the only match for him, and they tried to do it uh, too late in the game uh 21.8 she has it right on the dot ding and then uh but yeah and that's the thing you you looked at the the bills in this one and it seemed almost like how they were playing i think against it was it week one against the steelers kind of seemed like they had the momentum and then all of a sudden they kind of were, were like tailing off a little bit but then they started to bounce back and get in there and still at the end of the game they had the opportunity to win, mm. uh, and and it went down to that uh, fourth fourth down conversion right there at the oh. at the um, the goal line right oh, there. Oh god! It's 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 I'm a te- half a yard. I'm sorry,
1: it was a half a yard. But if it's fourth and short, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand you're right there, you're close to the goal line, and you want you really want to punch it in. Mm-hmm. But one, I will say this: it was a bad play call, mm-hmm. like extremely bad play call, because. The opposing te- the opposing defense is 100 percent thinking you're going to either run the ball with a running back or you're going to do a quarterback sneak with Josh Allen. And the other part of it, I'll say, is one bad call and two take the points. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's a risk to go. for You had fourth down. And if you don't get it, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I would have said this, I would have done play action with Josh Allen because he's mobile. You fake it to the running back. You roll out, and then you could either throw it to Dawson Knox in the back of the end zone, or a hitch route for Diggs or somebody. And then you could also have the running back leak out as well. And that gives him a lot of—it gives him a few options. Plus, he can also run. You know, what I mean, if it's open enough, he could run and get that first down, let alone touchdown. Uh, so that's one thing. And for me, if I'm in the same spot. I know you want to win the game and you want to, and you want to just end it there, but man, that close to kick the, the field goal for it to be that close, take the points, go into overtime. your defense is playing well, your offense is, it, it w- was starting to, starting to really get it, get itself together. take it into overtime and, and see what you can do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and she says here, um, McDermott put his trust in his players, but you go for the sure thing. And uh, that, that's the thing, too. Is I understand where he was coming from because on the other end, I was looking at it as when they did that, yeah. I think they really didn't believe that their defense was going to hold them because you even saw in the latter parts, they were getting torched by Derrick Henry still. He was able to kind of run at will on him. I think the, the defense was getting tired, and I really thought – at that point, that mm-hmm. he thought we had to go for this win now because if we get the tie and then they get the coin toss, they were probably going to just run it back down and get the touchdown.
1: Yeah, and Lady Bills just says, she goes, with how hard the Titans were playing, they were going to stop them, you know, especially for that run. Any, any kind of run play, they were going to stop them, whether it be quarterback, sneak right. or handing it off. They were geared towards that. Listen, they were betting. That defense was betting on it. They were betting on it. Mm-hmm. So you, you you can't give into yeah, that. That's why I say you know if if they did that play action, it frees up a a couple different options. He can throw, he can run it, run it for run, get that first down, or maybe even score. Then who knows? Uh, but in the end, like I would definitely would have kicked that ball. Right. Like I would have taken – take your chances, go into overtime, mm-hmm. and, and and see what can happen. I understand that defense was kind of getting a little tired. I understand that, but when you get to that overtime, it's it's almost like. Uh, for a football player, it, it, it's like a second chance. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you start to you start to really start to focus. You're like, okay, now it's sudden death. Now it's game time. Now we have to do something. We got to go balls out, you know, and, and just get get this, you know, get this dub. We got to play defense. We got to shut them down. We got to play offense. We're just gonna do what we were doing throughout the course of the game. We were keeping mm-hmm. it, keeping them on their heels, and, 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 and you know, throwing the ball, run the ball a little bit, dumping it off. Josh Allen running himself as well. Uh, so Yeah, and that's the one thing I think the, the – the, you know, we criticized
0: the, the Titans' defense uh, because especially the way they had played against the Jets. But they came into this game, and they were able to put pressure on Josh Allen, and even he was able to run a little bit, but he was diving and still trying to hurdle to get whatever plays he could and even felt unsettled, I think, in the pocket to where even one of those throws that when he threw into double coverage – that should have been an intercepted ball, but I think uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins end up kind of knocking it out of. Uh, I forget what the, the guy who came in for the the injured player. I think Borders. I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, came in and he kind of almost knocked it out of his hands, or else that oh, was, he a definitely sure, did. Sure it was a sure, pick. That was yeah. it. It was done. And, um, I mean, that would have been bad for the Bills right there. That was basically side seal deliver goodbye, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, again, they were never really comfortable. They were really unsettled. And it seemed like when he was able to get the ball out to like digs and stuff, they were amped up. They knew the pressure was on. And, and it was always kind of an uphill battle, I think, for the Bills. But that's why I think when they were feeling it at the end, they had to try, they thought they had to go for the step on your throat to finish it. Cause I don't think we're going to make it out of this in, in, in overtime. But like you said, if they did, go for play action. Because, you know, that particular play right before they go in for that that uh, quarterback sneak mm-hmm. they lined up in the same exact formation and 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 mike vrabel called that timeout. right, right. i think he already knows Here what they're gonna what do because he, he even saw whatever formation you're in he was like wait a minute now i've seen this because they watch film too right and we've seen the bills do this play before you know, line up and, and, and you know, shotgun and then pull up and then boom, snap and go. Right. And he's right. like, right. I know right. what we're doing. Because, you know what, it, no matter I mean, what it's the not record might be science. for the, the the Titans, Mike Vrabel knows, and he studies all this. We see, saw him out-coach Bill Belichick in the playoffs. He already knew what he was going to do ahead of time, knew the playbook, uh, or not the playbook, mm-hmm. but the rule book, front to back, and outplayed uh, Belichick on that whole thing. So I knew he was ready for this one, and it showed, and Congrats to the Titans on getting that penetration in the middle and hitting Allen early to where he took his legs right out on from underneath him and he slipped mm-hmm. down and fell short from that first down.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing, too. There's too many things that can happen, and that just mm-hmm. showed it, too. Is that The defense already knew what was going to happen. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of knew that it was going to be a run play. The way they were in that formation, it was either going to be a handoff or, or Josh Allen was going to take it himself and – it was just a bad, call, bad offensive play call on the on the Bills side. Uh, but you know, and then what we got? Uh, Lady Bills all said. I give props to the Titans. They had something to prove. Super physical game. One of the best I've seen in a while. And yeah, well, it was a great game. It was awesome to watch mm-hmm. for sure.
0: We got Tom Goss in the house tonight.
1: What's going on, Tom? There he goes. Uh, Titans,
0: most underrated franchise in the NFL. Uh double digit lead against the Chiefs two years in the AFC title game, now four and two. Uh, per- perhaps, you know, but I don't know about uh, underrated altogether. Uh, they're, I think, just one of those tricky teams. They're one of those guys that I think if they revolve all around Derrick Henry and, and basically Ryan Tannehill just can't mess up. Yes, they've got the weapons there, but they've been injured, though, too. Yeah, they haven't had those kind of those guys on the on the field together in a, in, a, in a few weeks, uh, mm-hmm. so they're trying to stay healthy. And AJ Brown even played that game with with um, food poisoning, uh, but um, he saw Jimmy with his shirt off. He is more jacked than Derrick <laughs> <Yeah, like> Henry. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you did. You said that's awesome. Uh, I'm not more jacked than him though. But I tell you what, I might be able to take. I might do some of his training that he does. It seems like it's working out for him. I don't think I'm going to be able to blow up to like 260 at all uh, because he looked, I think, bigger than I did when he was in high school. Uh, so, but, but th- thanks, guys. Absolutely. But uh, but I think some of these teams can kind of sneak in there as almost underrated because we, a few. I think what Lady Bills brought up last particular week was the fact that some of these teams that have been the losers of the NFL are mm-hmm. kind of stepping up and becoming some of those teams at the top of the division here. And, and the, the Titans, we've been kind of asking, are are they going to be able to take uh it further into the playoffs and 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 not get shut down by these particular teams? They were able to do that last year against the the, the Patriots. We're able to boom, that humps over. Mm-hmm. Now this boom humps over. Just like the same thing with the uh the Ravens and the Chiefs. Ravens knocked off the Chiefs this this particular year too. With that's been kind of the the camel on their back, you know, and things like that, if that's even a real saying or not. Uh, But I mean, you just called it. it, It's a real saying now. It is. It's It's official TM. Right there. That's all. But, yeah, I mean, and and it could be. But there's a lot of teams out there, too, as well, that you just this particular year, it's hard to gauge some of them. And that's what's great about it so far. Uh, Lady Bill says longevity is the issue with the Titans if they can get healthy. And and that is a key point that she brings Mm -hmm. up here, too. Mm -hmm. I brought it Mm -hmm. up last week. If you look at the teams that are at the top of each division just about, they're pretty much the most healthiest teams out there. Uh, mm-hmm. At the bottom of the barrel, despite, instead of, like, say, say the Jaguars and, and a few others that are still fairly healthy, just getting their program in order and trying to get better, other teams that have a lot of injuries are at the bottom I mean look at the Giants they weren't very good playing well together when some of them were, were healthy but as the injuries keep compounding they're just they can't get it out of their own way and they're just at the bottom of the basement
1: and you're seeing that throughout the league yeah I mean absolutely. it's not just a few teams you can like, do a
0: laundry list I, I think mean, I could feel like a, a Star Wars you know the beginning when they scroll the words I can just put it on our screen going up of all the injuries going <laughs> through it it could fill
1: our whole show it probably could but uh, so you look at like teams like the LA Chargers are one of those teams that are like coming back into that competitive race uh but they are fairly healthy there's not too many you know players that they're missing but you know just like lady bills just said you know tons of injuries for the bills now bills are one of those top contending teams and they're have they're dealing with a ton of injuries raiders are the same thing they're up there in the wing column and everything and they're competing for that afc west but they are heavily injured as well so i mean there's a mix of it throughout the league where teams are they ha- they are still winning or still finding a way to win Despite the amount of injuries that they have, and then there's those teams that are healthy, and that's kind of a big part why they're on top as well. And then you've got the teams that are just in rebuild mode at at this point. You look at Houston, who we all we all kind of figured without Deshaun Watson, they really didn't stand much of a chance uh, this season. Detroit, I mean, they're competitive. Don't get me wrong; I'm I'm impressed by their by their the you know the competitiveness of that team week in and week out, but they are also going through that little bit of a transition as well.
0: Yeah, and she brings up a fact here, too, that about um, Knox being out. Dawson Knox is, yeah, yeah. is going to be a huge blow yeah. because you've seen the yeah, emergence of him and how important yep. he was to that team as well. And, and, and he, was, um,
1: he was a player that we kind of called out before the season started and said, hey, this guy's a question mark right now. What is he going to be? Is he going to be the staple at tight end? Is he going to have a breakout year this year? Or is he going to you know continue his you know mediocre play? Uh, you know the the, the past several seasons that, it, that he's been on the team. So, uh, it, that 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 question was answered relatively quickly this year, and Dawson Knox definitely became a staple.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you take a look at some of these other games that were in here, let's look at well, like one last one here. What do we got here? That was a close one.
1: Well, Minnesota, Carolina.
0: Oh yeah, that, that was one, a great game. That one was a good game. Too. That was right yeah, down. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I
1: thought for sure Minnesota had it one. You know yeah. what I mean? When they got that little bit of a lead and then I was like, Oh wow, man, all the momentum has shifted to Minnesota. This game looks like it's a wrap. Uh and Carolina fought to come back and and they ended up tying it and they go into overtime. Yep. Uh only to come up short. Just to come up <laughs> short <laughs> again. And
0: and that was kind of uh uh, interesting here for, for me watching that game, too, because, yeah. again, like you said, I thought Minnesota kind of had it, but and they were, but they were like, letting the, but you know, just yeah. keeping them hanging they're around like still. they teetering. They're teetering on, Yeah, uh, you know, they on couldn't that. exactly finish it off, and then you mm-hmm. saw, you know, that Darnold was able to get some of these plays going. Let me tell you this. It wasn't exactly Sam Darnold's fault that they lost that game, because there were a lot of drop passes by the receivers. Oh, yeah. If DJ they, Moore, I mean, fumbling. And, and even some oh. of them, yeah, if they, wow. if they ended up, because even some of those uh, drives, they still end up going down and scoring. Yep. Yeah. But if they had all those drops back, I mean, that would have been probably you never know a, what's different, gonna happen. a different uh, game and, and, and perhaps outcome. maybe. Uh, but maybe. But uh, it was. It was another one of those where it was, was kind of going back and forth uh, where, where the, the Carolina Panthers were trying to uh, go blow for blow with them. Right. Um, and then Robbie Anderson comes up with that last touchdown at the end to try and get it closer. Uh, but, again, just 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 came up short for them in the Minnesota Vikings. That was another one that I picked different you, from you. I really need t- to hang I'll on to something I'll like tell
1: you that. right now is uh, what you saw in that game, I watched a little bit of that game, Is is Carolina's defense as good as it is they couldn't stop – they could not stop Minnesota's run game with Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised. I know that the Panthers have a really fast team, Mm -hmm. you know, so I figured they might have matched up well with with being able to to tackle Dalvin Cook or or get to him, you know, early on so he doesn't have a breakout, you know, run or anything like that. But, man, they really struggled. And does that mean that if you're a more physical team going up against a young defense like Carolina and they're not that big – like their biggest part of their defense, obviously, is the D line, but they got some pretty big D tackles. Then after that, you look at their linebackers; they're not pretty. They're not real stout linebackers. Shaq Thompson, you know, he used to be a safety for crying out loud, and they could. He converted to linebacker. They got a lot of these like, you know, thinner type, uh, you know, uh, athletic-looking linebackers that have a lot of speed and tackle well, and they do everything like coverage and all that very well. However, when it comes to taking on an offensive lineman, um, they get shoved right out of the way, or maybe even a fullback or tight end that comes in and, and mm-hmm. attempts to block them. So that might be a, a weakness of theirs going down the stretch of this season to to keep a, you know, keep a close eye on uh, how teams do play them. Because like, like now, Minnesota, the way they had their game plan and the way they executed on the football field against that defense, maybe they have a blueprint to beat it. You know, but you got to be physical now. You got to have good physical blockers and and be able to run the ball. I tell you, there's two other games I just want to bring up that were really I got close too. I got one. You probably got the same one. Go, go ahead. ahead, you bring it up. Uh, Dallas, New England. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. Dallas, that's New England. One. That was oh, wow. I was on the edge of my seat that game. Mm-hmm. I was really rooting for New England because mm-hmm. I so badly wanted New England to win mm-hmm. uh, because. Well, honestly, I don't like the Cowboys, uh, yeah, but <laughs> me too. Uh, I but, but listen, yeah. I, I give all the props in the world to Dak Prescott. I, I'm going to be completely honest. The guy is abs- absolutely proving a lot of haters wrong really quickly now. Like everyone, like my, me included, when he got his injury, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back. You know, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back and be himself. You know what I mean? Because when you have a major injury like that, especially if it's your first one in the in the NFL, that it it's like... You got you almost get you almost get flashbacks while you're playing about that injury, especially when you' it's one of your first weeks back in the in the lineup, you're on the field, you're playing against live teams and everything and you start to think about man, do I have to hide that? do I have to like can I run can I not run? you know what I mean you could see that the first week he played like he was still starting to look, think about like how much he could actually do mm-hmm. and until he became comfortable with that injury and that you know how the healing process that he went through, we did, We saw that displayed that night against New England. It was amazing. You know, that afternoon, I will say, uh, he really kind of listen. He's done everything extremely well up to this point. Uh, you can doubt the guy as much as you want. Listen, I doubted Dak Prescott when he first got into the league, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's mobile, but like, can he really make all the throws? Can he? Can he? Can he diagnose defenses? Can he, can he do the X's and O's part? Like, no doubt about his athletic ability, but man, he's really displaying a phenomenal career so far and being able to answer all those haters' questions about can he do this long-term? Can he do this now he's got the injury? Can he do this, you know, with these receivers? Can he do this with... Listen, the guy runs if he has to run. He doesn't do it all a lot, but when he does, he'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to him, He's going to slay your defense with his arm like he's just he's really impressing me that's a lot. the
0: difference I think he's doing this year I don't think he's running as much this season because he doesn't have to that, but he doesn't have to and that's the thing that's more impressive he's being able to move around in the pocket still not even really rolling out so much in the pocket looking down seeing the vision down there and allowing uh, the the receivers to get open and be able to make a play because again the, the corners and the secondary can only guard for so long if that right. protection is right. there so the, there's been able to get that protection they have uh, the two running backs that they could do as well but look at the weapons he has too as well i mean this is what i mean and they are one of the you want to talk about when i said healthiest they are one of the healthiest teams out there right now yeah and that's a big part of it because you're you're playing some of these other teams that are not and and for the the patriots even to be into this game i think that was a a great
1: uh coaching standard by them and the way the players performed And mac jones i think played well can i just say something real quick is the cowboys defense uh what do you what What is Quinn doing? You know, remember we had a conversation last week about Micah Parsons, about how you shouldn't put him back at linebacker, keep him at the end. That's where he's going to thrive. And this past week, guess what I noticed? Micah Parsons back at linebacker, and he got exposed in the passing game. Uh, he could not stay with anybody that was running in his side or his responsibility, and. That that's that's a problem that the Cowboys are going to have continuously happening as long as they have Parsons at linebacker. They need to do a better job and have somebody else play that linebacker spot and move him to the end, because I feel like if they had Parsons at the end, especially with DeMarcus Lawrence out. Now, I get it. Randy Gregory was back Mm -hmm. this week and they put him in his place. But I, I, I really feel if you had Randy Gregory on one side and Parsons on the other side, that that defensive line was going to get to that quarterback more often more often than not, and it would have helped even more for the, for the secondary to not have to stay in coverage so long, or linebackers for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know what the thinking is going forward. Maybe they saw the same thing I did, and maybe they'll change it back to where Parsons was before at the end. But as long as DeMarcus Lawrence is out, you got to have those two at ends. That that's what's going to really help your your defense going forward. As long as Lawrence is out,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. But that was again a really close game. And what's funny is because Look at, hey,
1: well, how about my man Mac Jones? Let, let's talk a little bit about Mac Jones because he had another he had a really good game in that game, and it was back and forth. And he still stuck to his guns. Listen, he took a couple of hits too, and he still stayed in the pocket. He was still still tough, still delivering all the passes, and. Had that offense humming, you know they they really did. Jono Smith got heavily involved, you know the, all the all the receivers. Uh, and I say, oh, but more mostly uh, Keondrick Born, uh, you know he yeah, got Keandrick a little Bourne. bit got a little bit more involved uh, this week as well. Uh, and, and and you saw it, their offensive line isn't completely healthy because you know Cabbage Patch Trent Brown is still complaining about his calf that was hurting like two years ago. Uh, so um but the patriots patriots on defense played well up until towards the end it seemed like they started to give away uh, maybe the cowboys offense started to figure their their defense out a little mm-hmm. bit better mm-hmm. and uh bill belichick maybe just didn't make enough adjustments he was playing a lot of
0: that zone at the end and that's where it ended oh, up, you're gonna him, eating so. up yep, yep you're gonna and, and that's eating what happened that's where cd lamb got open so so much right there uh but Again, Mac Jones, like you said, it, he he was playing well. They're able to; he was able to uh, do some damage against that that um, that that Dallas defense. But the fact that this is it showed the best and worst of Trayvon Diggs, and this is what we talk about here with Trayvon Diggs when people want to crown him and, and say he's the next Deion Sanders and all this other shit. No. Uh, and Deion Sanders he was, he even wasn't the best corner at a lot of different things. He, he would get a lot of interceptions. He just uh, doesn't tackle, him, but he just can't tackle <laughs> with the shit either. Yeah, you got to remember that too as well. So you want. to Put the good with the good. Here's my Also thing. take the bad. And the thing right. is, he's not good in in coverage at all, especially on double moves. And he showed it right there Man-to-man in that coverage. particular game. And he showed it all the, throughout the season so far. You know why? Because he's always quick to try and jump routes, and to that's get where he picks. gets those picks. Yep. So he'll get the pick. And then also this pass pass pick was again because of opportunity. That's why I keep saying opportunistic. It happened to be a tip pass that should have been caught. Mm-hmm. And it happened oh, to yeah. right to him. Oh yeah, for sure. He is a former wide receiver who still has good hands right. and is able to lure in passes like that. Uh, maybe he should have played receiver for the Patriots there at that particular point. But maybe able to get out there, get that pick six. But also, right. That's why as it was such. It was, it was poet like poetic right there because for on the next, basically a particular play for the, the Patriots gets burned by Kendrick Bourne right there. Mm-hmm. It gives up the big deep bomb. Just when the, the, the Cowboys were feeling amped up and they're basically kissing. Yeah. The, they're uh, waving, the, the, waving uh, the, the Patriots. Oh, that goodbye. was at the very end though. Yeah. Oh, uh, well they even did it on that last score when he had that pick six. And then all of a sudden they gave up that big play and there go the Patriots right back in you're in the same boat. So now you had to put the pressure on back on to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Just they were able to just come right back there. Yeah, they definitely answered the call. Back there, too, as well. But that's where you saw the best of of Trayvon Diggs and the worst as well, where he he gets, you know, it's it's good to be a ball hawk and keep an eye on the quarterback and try to bite it, but it will burn you, too. uh, But here's the thing
1: is that, you know, Trayvon Diggs is great in zone. That's what he's great in. And, And that's when when the Cowboys do go into that zone coverage, that's when he thrives. You know he's able to keep his eyes on the quarterback. That's when how he can jump those routes and pick those balls off. Uh, but when it, when it's in man coverage, and you have a and you have a receiver that can run good routes, you can expose him like like it was shown in in that New England game. So uh, don't don't be too quick to say how great Diggs is. Uh, he does a lot of he does a lot of things extremely well. Don't get me wrong, but just like just like any other corner, you can get burned. And he was exposed in one game, on 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 both you know both parameters of that him being successful and him being you know, you know falling short for for, for uh, lack of a better term there.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and and one other thing I want to bring up, what do you bring about uh, Dak Prescott, what he's doing well, but I saw a couple of other quarterbacks that are kind of the up-and-coming or like the new-age quarterbacks, new age, like yeah. you want to say about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Josh Allen, he's done it the last couple of weeks, and he did it this yep. particular week, mm-hmm. is when the pressure's coming from the outside, he feels like he needs to run outside or further back. And what that only does is cut that angle down Easier for those outside rushers, and you run right into that pressure instead of stepping up in the pocket, having the pressure come from go behind you. Now and then you can still see your vision and make a play, and, or even step up and run. Too many guys are trying to bootleg out of it, and they're running right into the the blitz. And, and the pressure. And we saw it with Josh Allen a few times this past week. I saw it a couple times uh, during the season. And a few others. Patrick Mahomes has done the same exact thing, too, to where you end up making a dumbass mistake. Look at Patrick Mahomes when they keep saying, you know, Hall of Fame bound, blah, blah, blah. He's the
1: greatest what, player in, in the league. What the
0: hell? Again, you know, people want to slam Eli Manning, but he was doing an Eli Manning when he ran out, and he's getting tackled for a sack. It's like, no, I will not give up this sack. and goes, and it throws a dove up in the air fluttering around easy just pick a can of corn for somebody and it's like what the hell are you doing and that's your glorious patrick mahomes right there but it, it shows you too anytime you get pressure on these quarterbacks and things that changes everything changes it, the mentality If you're feeling uneasy and things and you feel like you got to get it out you're going to make mistakes it happens and that's where he's still growing so uh, before you, like you so said, you want to crown them, crown them. I mean, that's the whole thing. Stop <laughs> but crowning no matter, these people ahead of time. They're but no matter, even.
1: No matter what quarterback you go up against, I don't care if it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, anybody, uh, Lamar Jackson, if you get pressure on any quarterback, listen, they're not going to make the greatest throw. They're not. You know what I mean? When you get yeah, not know close, any
0: quarterback that says, hey, whenever you're pressuring me the most and blah, blah, blah and you got guys in my face, that's when I do best.
1: Well, I mean, there are some people listen, that can
0: elevate their game and do so it. So Tom, I Tom say Brady, my does, best.
1: Tom Brady does that. Derek Carr does that actually better than anybody in the mm-hmm. league. Like when they, when there's a, a stat out there that says when Derek Carr gets blitzed, his completion percentage or something goes up, not down like it normally would. Uh, so there is certain rare uh, like even Aaron, I would put Aaron Rodgers in that category, too. That You know, Russell Wilson, I, I think, does a really great job at that, too, when you're rushing them. And they they just seem to – something – I don't know what it is. Something clicks. Like, they just it, – it, like, maybe time slows down for them. I don't know what it is. But they're able to make those plays or get rid of the football somehow uh, into the receiver's uh, arms, their hands, that they just get it done. You know, so – uh, when you got guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like perfect example, everybody was ready to crown this guy saying, oh, my God, he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's he's the most amazing quarterback in the NFL today. Well, your hero or your your favorite quarterback in this league is not looking so hot right now. Uh, through through several weeks of of football, we've seen them lose games because of his bad mistakes. Because he doesn't want to take a sack. Because he just feels like he needs to make a play. He's because he wants. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like his ego is getting best of him. You know what I mean? Because. We've seen some miraculous plays that he's made, no doubt. Like we've seen him, you know, make these little shovel passes that he does when he gets when he gets into trouble, he's rushing outside and he just shovels it to his tight end or or a receiver. And we've also seen the 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 throw where he kind of looks one way and throws the other. You know what I mean? Uh, so he's made some pretty astounding plays, but at the same time, this year especially He's making a lot of bonehead plays when pressure is on. He's just trying to make make something happening that's just not there. And until he changes his, you know, uh, ability, or, or I should say, changes his thought process week to week and get back to, you know, the fundamentals that mm-hmm. when he came into the league, get back to that, he's going to continue to struggle. Right, and then,
0: uh, we've seen it happen with a few different quarterbacks. I think. Um Eli Manning started to get like that. I think Carson Wentz, even though he's been getting injured, and that's the reason why I think he's been getting injured, I think he feels like he needed to make the play and get things done because that's what had to be done, especially the pressure getting there. They feel it, and they feel like they have to do something, so they won't go down. He does it numerous times. You know he doesn't yeah. have even the talent that, that yeah, Patrick Holmes has shown. He's been doing, but you've seen him just about to go down, and the, something goes
1: through his bonehead brain and says,
0: "I gotta throw Get this away." It. Yeah, and then it's uh, it goes right to somebody else, and you're kind of like, "You're what also the hell?
1: starting to see that too in the AFC North with Ben Roethlisberger." Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, now absolutely. don't
1: get me wrong. Baker Mayfield does have an injury. It's his non-throwing, uh, you know, show he's got a torn labrum, mm-hmm. and he's being shut down for for the Thursday night football game. Won't be That's able good. to play. Good to heal up. Uh, but it's not going to heal. Like this is going yeah. to be as long yeah. as he plays. Yeah, listen, he gave it a go in practice. Said, yeah. no, this is too much. Listen, it's only you're, it's a pain management mm-hmm. problem right now, and it could develop to be something even more serious uh, if you keep going with this. Mm-hmm. I understand Cleveland doesn't want to shut him down. He doesn't want to be shut down because it is, like, not even the halfway through the season. Maybe they could make it. Maybe they couldn't. But in the event that Cleveland is, like, kind of out of the playoff race or something, if that happens, then just shut him down and and call it a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's another quarterback that's trying to make things happen that just isn't there. And I wonder if it has anything to do with Odell being back. Because we noticed the last time he struggled was when with, with that when they made traded for Odell and he came over, it seemed like Baker Mayfield looked atrocious at times, and you're and you're kind of wondering. And then we started to hear murmurings of Odell in his ear, like "Throw me the ball, man. You know I'm gonna always be there. Just throw it up to me." A lot of pressure he was putting on a young Baker Mayfield at the time. Now Odell's back. It seems like two years uh, of of missing football, and um, and now is that is that happening again? Like, is Baker feeling like he's being pressured to do something rather than just play quarterback? Just throw the ball it's, to whoever's yeah, open. Yeah,
0: look we'll at your, your views and who you have open and things instead of say, oh, there's Odell. He's my big guy. I got to get right. to him now and yeah. get things going, especially when you haven't been able to get that, uh, you know, momentum together and, and be on the same mm-hmm. page with each other. Uh, we've got uh, Mike Tackett's in the house with us tonight. Hey, there he is. Yeah, What's up, Mike? He goes. Uh, happy hump day, fellas. Last week I went 10 and 4, making my yearly total 63 Look at him go. and 30. There you go. Look at here him are go. My picks for this week Broncos, Packers, Chiefs, <laughs> Falcons, Patriots, Ravens. Th- uh, Panthers, Raiders, Rams, Cardinals, Bucks, Colts, and Saints. All right, we'll take a look at that in our picks. All right. By the way, Mike Tackett, I want to let you know, too, out there, and other know it alls out there for everybody listening. We Tell are, them. We're going to be doing some merch right now. That's right. So I'm going to let you guys know, but we also That's are going right. to post it on our Facebook pages out there. But for those of you listening right now, what will you guys be into? Shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, you know, sweatpants, whatever you want. Let us know mm-hmm. out there if you were interested, one, in, in getting something. And, and what item would you like to get so we can get an inventory together and we'll get our right. shop together for you guys. And when it goes live, we'll let you know about pricing and all that other nonsense yep. and stuff. But we want to get a gauge of what you guys are into because we want to be able to best serve you-know-it-alls out there and be able to get you guys the product that you want. I mean we'll try to do the best that we can again to do get you know exactly that you want you want yeah, hats I mean, or shirts yeah. or whatever.
1: Maybe 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 we can get some winter hats for the people that are up north mm-hmm. or whatever in the cold. Mike, I got a question for you. Do you ever wear a hoodie down there? Right. I mean They do
0: when it's 50. Uh, it, it's too cold at fifty degrees well, down there for him. They, you know, I'm sure that's. like I a could, brisk. I could see yeah. that maybe. But you know what, though, for him, though, Mike, you know, being from you know, you know, Cleveland, Ohio type of area, Ohio, I'm yeah. sure he's used to the he, cold. though, too. He, he could they, I don't think you lose that. Maybe, I don't know. Ma- he might have adapted. Might Depends have how long
1: been. he's been down there. So T-shirts said, or speedos? speedos. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. Oh man, <laughs> our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So he wears T-shirts or Speedos, not hoodies, in, in Florida? Is Excellent. That what, yeah, there you go. That's what they be sporting out there, I guess. So I would imagine if we did. We went to Gaz and be like, God's, we're like, Gaz, we're going to take yeah, you know, right? 12 orders of Speedos. <laughs> we want this many shirts. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Wait a second. Really? What would you just say? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, if you put a football on the note emblem right on the front of Speedos, it makes it look bigger. So there you go. Oh, there he uh, goes. <laughs> well, he's a long sleeve shirt and shorts kind of guy all year round. Uh, gets cold in Columbus. See, See I knew he would kind of get go. that. And, yeah. But he's one of those bigger guys, too, that right. I think is just like, again, longer sleeve shirt.
1: And has the sports, he's, the shorts. He's football bred. Yeah, he, yeah. He's just a football bred kind of guy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm,
0: Absolutely. So there you go. And, and yeah, so anybody else out there, too, if you guys are interested, uh, let us know in the comments and stuff like that uh, what you would be interested in. Yeah, we just want to get T-shirts, whatever, and then even sizes, too, if, if, if so we can gauge them what kind of sizes to right. get for everybody. Just
1: trying to gauge how, how much interest we got so maybe we can get a little bit of inventory for you guys mm-hmm. uh, and, and send and those out to And we're looking at you.
0: early November, so it's coming in a couple weeks. So just to let you guys know out there. So so definitely anything like that, we're, we're really appreciative. Uh, one more thing just quick about the games last week. I'd say just even don't touch on it a whole lot, but I'm the not... Steelers and the Seahawks, I thought that game was closer than I thought it was going to be. Even with, with Geno Smith, he looked good at times, was able to yeah. get some things and, and make but... some things happen, and they even we're making that drive at the end and that kind of fumble and everything mm-hmm. that happened with D.K. Metcalf instead yeah. of going out of bounds, and then it went off to the side and lost uh, yardage, yep. so then the field goal missed, and – and and all said and done now mm-hmm. with that team, uh, in that game, I, I, but
1: I, I, you know what? With Geno Smith, he played as well as Geno could play. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for and a lot of people, and he's
0: your quarterback, your backup. For a that, lot of people that reason.
1: that know Geno Smith, he struggled as soon as he came into the league. He was a mm-hmm. jet quarterback. He struggled there. He struggled everywhere he's been. And for the longest time, he's been kind of just sitting up there in Seattle, waiting. You know, as as uh, Russell Wilson's backup and. Nine times out of ten, Russell Wilson doesn't ever get hurt. Like, he's pretty healthy of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Geno's just collecting a paycheck, basically, yeah. for the longest time. And now it's his time to shine. And, and actually, you know, he's head and, head and shoulders better than what he used to be. Uh, so, I, I, will give, I will give Seattle a lot of credit in developing him further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yes, he's your backup quarterback. So, you don't expect him to be Russell Wilson. But he has some mobility he Mm -hmm. can run Mm -hmm. uh when he gets into trouble and you can't expect too much of him so Mm -hmm. he's not russell wilson so you know when it comes to game planning going forward until russell wilson makes his return uh you got to keep it simple you can't make it too you can't put all everything on his shoulders now this is going to be an excellent uh almost an excellent um transition for russell wilson to be like hey how much did you guys miss me you know, three or four weeks out of, out of the year. Because we all know that mm-hmm. the, the issue that he had in this past all season was, I'm not being protected enough. The offensive line needs to be improved. You guys need to do something, or I may want to be traded. That was being reported out there. And it sounds like Russell Wilson still is not happy with this organization. So coming into this all season, this is your indication right here. Geno Smith, as your starter right now for the moment, how much do you really miss Russell Wilson? Because he's a humongous part of that offense, and it's showing already after one week of football.
0: Right, and if you kind of, uh, we all kind of knew this too as well, and now you get to to see it play out because. What he's been dealing with the most consecutive years of being sacked over forty oh, plus times. Yeah. Now his body has basically said, "There, here, you know, boom." There, at least it's only like you know the one finger hitting. I think think was a helmet or something, but he ended up really wrecking it and going through surgery, but nothing major like a torn uh, type of tendons here, there in his legs and other things that really uh, hinder him from being uh, to be able to play the quarterback position altogether. Yeah, he just needs to heal um, up. Yeah, so, I mean, he can sit back. But, you know, he's been a real team player, too, for them as well on the sidelines, being motivational for everybody. Oh, of course. Uh, be, be there with, um, with uh, Geno Smith as well. And I think, like you said as well, Geno Smith played as good as I think as about he could do. Right. And the, the idea, for like, he did not lose them that game. I think he kept them in the game and played well. Played a- well. And played yeah. well. Um, but that shows you how much Russell Wilson is, is uh, kind of missed by this team. And the the effect that when you looked at the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, they were able to get chunk plays from Russell Wilson. If you looked mm-hmm. at his uh, yards per uh, attempt, it was like over fifteen or something like that each you know play, you mm-hmm. know, bigger chunk plays. And you weren't able to get anything like that from Geno Smith. Uh, and, and so I think the team performed well, but yeah, they're going to struggle with not having uh, Russell Wilson and it could play into something in the offseason you know and, and it probably should and, and you know and that makes it even more exciting for some of these other teams right. and people looking at their franchise be like oh i hope Wa- my team goes Wa- and tries to go get Russell Washington Wilson right now Washington
1: football yeah. team oh my mm-hmm. goodness it's
0: scary no, i don't want to hear any of that but <laughs> uh, but yeah so i mean that that's something to look forward to in the, in, in the upcoming uh, weeks here but We'll see it, but that's going to be different for the New York Giants.
1: Country. Yeah, I hope so.
0: You know, but who knows? Yeah, I'd rather not see the Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, something I'm really excited about, though, is Mohawk Honda. That's right. Joe, I, he knows I, I work right there and and drive by it all the I time. I drive by Mohawk Honda all the time. Right now, they're he doing even waves when he the drives KBB by KBB ICO. That's a Kelly Blue Book It's a cash offer. And what it is, they're going to put cash in your hand the day that they see you there. You bring your vehicle in, they'll give you an estimate right there. They can put cash in your hand right there. So all you college, college students out there, hands. you need some extra cash. You know, like get it. rid of that ride. Get it right there and then go find yourself something else. But you know what? You don't need to go anywhere else. Stay there at Mohawk Honda because they have hundreds of fully stocked, loaded, pre-owned uh, new vehicles there right there. They're always stocked up. Like I said, they got a, a buy ton all of cars. The time, uh, and, yeah, it's a fully ton. loaded, not just Hondas, you know, but, you know, other ones. You know, Yeah, some, used you know, cars. They got a over. bunch of used cars there. But uh, stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson. Absolutely. He's the assistant manager there. And you've got Jake Hot Sauce Doyle and Lewis, the VIP man Morales. And, and there's many other. Uh, uh, Cam McKenna's there too. Brian McKenna's dad's there. He's one of the sales uh, guys there too. And the thing is too, what we're telling you about these guys' names because you know what, it's they're they're like a family there. It's owned by the Herndon family. And they're a locally owned and operated uh, establishment, like not a big you know store you know junk you know all over the place. You find it, yes, you know you find it in all these different states. They're there, but you know what, they're big around here because they're able to get bigger and open up other stores here and there because they take care of you there. You're not you're not just somebody that comes in here, or sell you a car, and get the hell out. They tell you who these people are. the The managers, the the sales people are there all the time. And and are there for a long time it's not like they get this guy's new this guy's new what's his name they're there they're working with you and they do what they do best so go there check out their vast selection of honda certified pre-owned vehicles they've got the kelly bubuk uh instant cash offer uh mohawk honda in scotia glenville uh where they go out of their way to please you that's right joe
1: excellent i like it i really like that a lot yeah i think i might stop by mohawk
0: you should. I, I think Why I not? might. I think I might go this, this Friday, too, and see what what I can do with my van, maybe. Maybe I want a truck right now. I need to load a lot of different things now. So maybe I'll just see what they got, see what they offer. I know they're going to give me the top of the line for my vehicle, but we'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, you're going to do better than any uh, anywhere else. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I'm that going to tell that you. Is, that is absolutely true there.
0: So, <laughs> all right. So next up uh, – I've added this segment to this particular year. We've had a lot of uh, different players that are perform and then they don't and, and things like they that disappear. So, and what's funny is looking at the, the different players when I try to find these guys, I even looked for one this mm. this particular week. And there's a lot of even players that I maybe even overlooked that were playing so badly because I was mm-hmm. looking at some that I was just like. Yeah, well, how they're doing right now? Well, they did okay, but in week three, when I even picked this guy, that was really bad. They were pretty they were a stinker then too. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh man, I could have used them even then. So but it was kind of tough for me this week again. But that's right. Oh, excuse me. So here we go. I'm gonna give you my Milk Carton missing player of the of week. The week. That's right. Who is it? Oh! And it's no other than Daniel Jones. Oh! And I feel bad about giving it to Daniel Jones, He's oh, he coming back from a concussion. So I hear you there, and I didn't want to, which I didn't want him to play either, because again, I think it was like four days is too early yeah. to kind of come back from it. But like, oh, he's cleared to go. Yeah, right. Because he was, when you're stumbling and he fumbling, was, and you're right yeah. He's got your clock
1: cleaned. I thought uh, for sure he was going to be labeled with the out. concussion.
0: Especially when you've got Aaron Donald and the Rams that are fighting right down the other side of you. I mean, why would you go through some more punishment? Send in the
1: rag doll, Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and like I said, I looked at some other guys, you know, Miles Sanders and some and some others, uh, uh, how they performed. I'm like, uh, yeah, they really had a worse week this week. Like Miles Sanders, I think week three had like 30 yards and like four <laughs> touches. It was terrible. But So I looked at it this week. Daniel Jones, he was probably the worst of the worst at this point. Uh, he was 29 for 51, 57%. He hasn't thrown that bad wow. this season at all. And for a guy that looked like he was trending upwards, and it's sad and maybe the the concussion was a problem with it all here right. and, and and looking at how he had performed because up until then he had four touchdowns and only one interception, mm-hmm. and he was right. getting 300-plus you know, yeah. yards. He was looking good for some fantasy owners. Yeah, I was just going to say. And then enters this game where he has three <laughs> interceptions, <laughs> zero touchdowns. He got sacked four times. You can't blame him all the way up for that. That's the offensive line. But then he also fumbled two more times Ooh. where we're talking again about mm-hmm. controlling the football. And what does he do? Nothing but turn it over in this game. And even early on, They were kind of keeping it close in that particular game with the Rams in a bit. But then you give those teams like that, like the Rams, opportunities to come back and on those turnovers. That's when they just pummeled the crap out of them. And then you saw (laughs) early on, it wasn't even later on, they were like, oh, we're just defeated. It just got ugly. They were my good, bad, and ugly. You know, last week, they were my ugly. I didn't think yeah. it could get worse, but it was really – it was yeah. uglier this week. That was – Just every, the, every score that the Rams mm. were putting on him, I'm just like, oh, just leave him alone, you know, <laughs> and just stop it, you know. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones, he's got to be uh, my milk carton uh, missing funny. player of the week. He was. Yeah, and that was a good one. And what's funny is if, uh, if you look at some of these guys uh, – I, I want to say it's Hans Zeus that came out with a, a guy, but it might not be. But these NFL analysts that come out with stories all the time, you see Rosenthal and these other guys, and their their power rankings and all that stuff. And it says, like, I just got a text earlier on, and it says, like, Daniel Jones moves up a spot, you know, and this is – In his ranking of quarterbacks that he projected to do well and bounce back this week. And it's like, how did somebody play that poorly and move up a spot in any kind of ranking? I I really don't get it. And what are some of these guys doing when they write some of this stuff? I swear they just want you to click that and be like, yeah, it's like this guy talking about. And then you're like, "Eh, that is nonsense. Why did I just (laughs) give him another click? (laughs) Damn it. They want you to feed into
1: the bullshit. Yeah, that's what it is. They want you to argue. They want you to feed into it.
0: Tell you what, we've gotten listeners that way, though. You know that we've gotten listeners yeah. by some of those uh, groups from NFL and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and some of those posts that they disagreed. And then we disagreed. And they're like, yeah, well, we bring up this point. And they said, that's a valid point. And we said, by the way, we have a show. And like, yeah, we'll check out that show. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have honest opinions. But um,
1: yeah, we don't get feed. We don't, don't stuff just. the bullshit down your throat. <laughs> we were we are <laughs> given to give you our honest opinion we, and we are interactive. So you guys can reach out to us. Comment down below. Don't be shy. Uh, we will talk about anything. It doesn't have to be anything that we that we got running through the show. It could be yeah, anything. Bring up could a be, different topic. Mike Tackett about, does that all the time. Right. And
0: nice, good points. And it good could questions. be about
1: your team. It could be about a player. It could be about a possible trade. It could be about fantasy. It could be about anything related to football. We welcome you all here. I just want to take a a, a moment right here to, to thank everybody that that does support us and follow us on any podcasts that you guys might listen to because we are across the board on podcasts. Uh, anywhere you, you, you listen to your podcast We are there Go Make sure you follow us on there Really appreciate all you guys help as well And uh, don't forget like, Listen, if you love the video, you like the show You like to interact Head over to YouTube or Facebook Search us up Football on the No Show Hit the subscribe button to lock it in Notification bell to, to let you know When we go live And you can also follow us on Twitter At FB underscore no
0: all right, yeah. And you know what you could do right now, too, is, Joe? We're seeing we're super excited, and we're thanking what, people. What do we, we do? Why don't we thank our sponsors oh, from uh, Johnstone Supply? That's right. And Johnstone. tell all of our uh, members out there
1: about Johnstone Supply and Troy. Uh, Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York, 6th <laughs> Avenue, Get down there if you need any kind of needs that you you uh, if you have a house you have an apartment you have anything you need to help with the furnace you need uh, to change the filters out. Oh, my tacket it knows it's you, getting you cold do, up here in New York right now. You can do right all now. that kind of Listen, winter is almost here, everybody. Does yeah. your furnace need to be replaced? Maybe. I think Or so. are you looking to upgrade your heating system? Johnson Supply Supply in Troy, New York, can make sure your home stays warm right through all these cold months that are that that we're kind of we're like slowly going through right now Um, a family owned and operated business johnson supply in troy has been helping upstate new york residents for decades you can visit their store on sixth avenue in troy new york for more information on how they can help you this fall into winter whether it's finding the proper change for your filters or making sure your home is heated properly Johnstone Supply in Troy staff can help you answer any kind of questions you may have. From George to Tom and the rest of the staff, they're looking forward to seeing you. Follow them on Facebook or call them today at 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York on 6th Avenue. Check them out. Check them out or check
0: them out online. That's
1: right. All right. So, Joe, we used to
0: do this segment a while ago when we were, were talking to. about certain teams, if we're buying and what they're doing or yeah, selling stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we're going to switch it up this time. Okay. It's called buy or sell. Or trade. Or, or trade. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. And this is what we're talking about with these guys. And so now the trade deadline is coming up. Week 8 gotcha. is the last week to trade here for, Ooh, for teams. You know? So it's the next week. Uh, but right now a lot of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the this mm-hmm. talk that has been going on what should some of these teams do there's right. a, a few that are on the on the cusp a couple around 500 and so i think this team needs that that team should do this and that mm-hmm. and um Uh, i think one of your teams out the even out there if you guys are watching you probably see this you're like oh man if we only had this one other guy if we went out and traded and added this guy this would maybe help get us to a point or we should say maybe we should just hit the emergency escape hatch right now (laughs) and just start selling right now go (laughs) sell 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 sell. and and that's the thing a lot of people have said (laughs) that about the giants but i mean they're so injury riddled right now too it's like who are you gonna trade or, or whatever especially when they're already injured like here we got this guy sitting on ir right now Do you think you guys would want him you know it's like and then you know sterling <laughs> shepherd comes back oh you guys want him now you know like what what are you gonna do but Oh, where's some teams out there right now, Joe? I think even uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've had injuries there at the secondary. They've tried to go mm-hmm. out and get they got Richard Sherman, too. And then he even got injured like the first week back. In it's what happens week when in you there. don't
1: practice in the offseason? Mm-hmm. You just come cold turkey into the season. Mm-hmm. But that's
0: going to be a weakness for their team.
1: And that and that's what I feel like a lot of people need to pay close attention to is like it's OK to go and sign a, a veteran free agent. But just be prepared if they can't last all the season because they've been out. You know what I mean? They, they haven't. I mean, they might have still been working out this whole time to to stay in shape, but it's not football shape. You know, it's it's a little bit different. So uh, when they come in like this, like cold turkey, into the regular season, they kind of get this like you know, uh, you know, like uh, like a speed round. You know what I mean? Of of learning the playbook, and then they they want you out there as soon as possible. And their bodies might not be ready, if not, they definitely are not ready uh, to, to, to last all season and, to, and, take, and, and do the grind there. Uh, so that's why you're seeing guys like Richard Sherman now injured. Now he's going to be out for several weeks. And, and, and guys that do get signed like that and they get thrust into that starting lineup, maybe they're not going to hack it. Maybe they're not going to last all season.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I looked at them, I'm like, maybe they could trade for a corner. <laughs> I mean, but what other ones are out there? It, it, it's tough, but they they would need somebody. But, I mean, who else is even out there in free agency right now? So, it, it's tough to, to come by. But
1: I mean, there's slim pickings now at corner. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, DJ Hayden is out there, guys like that. Like, guys that aren't going to, like, come in and, and be, like, shut down starter. You know what I mean? Lockdown starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So... It, whenever you're taking in a, a corner at this point, like, I, I like the signing by Tampa Bay with Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, and they, it was a need, and he came in, and he played relatively well for them. Mm-hmm. But short-term, now he's injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when he comes back, is he going to be able to stay healthy the rest of the season, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of questions with that going forward. And until they maybe get some guys healthy back... uh they're going to go through this, this whole, you know, right. musical chair. I mean,
0: I brought this scenario up to you off air, but I'll just do it again here just for the, the to uh, kind of bring it up in, in conversation and discussion, But and, the re- and I'll give you my reasoning kind of through it all, but I thought maybe Tampa Bay should use uh, Mike Evans as trade bait and, and maybe look at the Eagles and try and get Darius Slay from them because they have even a lot of cap space. So even if they wanted to try and re-sign Mike Evans to a bigger deal, that it gives them another offensive weapon for them instead of just trying to you know, utilize – you know, Jalen Rager uh, uh, over there, and um, yes, they'll lose on the defense there, but it's it's an older corner, and that'll help out the Bucks right now. And mm-hmm. the Bucks will also probably get a pick, also as well, even a decently high pick uh, for for Mike Evans as well, and giving up Darius Slay. So then even the Buccaneers can still have that trade pick, or that that pick right there in the upcoming drafts to help get uh, some more youth on that team, just because right now. Overall, they're a pretty uh, high-aged team, I think, uh, as far as the offense goes. Uh, But I think it would help both situations because I think think that's the one thing that's kind of missing for Philadelphia. Uh, I think they're still getting that front uh, four or so is really good, and they're getting pressure on defense and things, but I think they could sacrifice that little bit just to help get that offense going because it seems like, for me, Jalen Hurts keeps uh, running around and trying to make plays on his own again, and it kind of looks like you said, especially when we're looking at it, almost football. like backyard football. Yeah, You just, all right, all right, no, look, look, look it, going, I'm just taking it off and whatever.
1: Here's something really strange to me is that, you know, you have a weapon in the backfield like Miles Sanders who's a receiving threat more than he is just straight up running the ball, and they don't use him. And
0: the funny thing is when they use him, like – they, they use him, and he does well, and they put him
1: back away again. Yeah, what, what are they it's doing? It's like,
0: how is that part or part of your, your – and, and, you know
1: and you know something? We saw more from when, when Doug Peterson was the coach, mm-hmm. right, and he was running the offense. He heavily used Miles Sanders, yeah. and it worked out really well for them. And that was with no offensive line. Now they have a fairly healthy offensive line, plus Lance Johnstone comes back this week. Uh, Johnstone. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, – and then you had, and then, but they, they like their young receivers. They, they've invested a lot in these young receivers and these draft picks and everything. So I don't see them moving on to get another receiver, which isn't like something go, like going forward, it's, it's almost like if they were to pull off a Mike Evans trade, they were going to trade away D- uh, Darius Slay, which is already a need. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I don't think it lines up for either team. Like, yeah, Tampa Bay could unload Mike Evans, sure, because he's going to look for a big contract in, in the near future. Mm-hmm. And but they and they get a cornerback help for this year, but that's not long term. I mean, he's he's getting older. There, they they don't want a guy to bring in when they already have guys. Yes, they're injured right now. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are. But I feel like this this kind of a, this kind of a trade. It, it's almost. Um, it just doesn't it, – it, it's not beneficial enough for both teams going forward. The Eagles on the Eagles side, I know they 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 invested in those young receivers. They believe in them. I don't think they would make a trade like this, especially making their secondary even weaker because, let's be honest, so, Darius Slay is the is strongest part of that secondary. Right. If they unloaded him, they have no defense really. Mm-hmm. They got a D-line. It's mm-hmm. pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. But they're weak at linebacking core, and, and they already have – kind of an unsettled secondary mm-hmm. you remove him and then anybody can throw on that mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm.
0: i tell you what though too if you wanted to see and they just uh gave, they just well, like, again got rid of our uh, uh Ertz, zach Ertz. yeah i know uh goddard was injured uh yep. and then they're so thin on tight end do you think they would even tampa bay would move a tight end over to them because they have some despair
1: I think, yeah, for sure. I And I think the guy that is kind of like on the outside looking in in Tampa Bay is O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy was drafted high from by high that expectations team. expectations, too. With a lot of expectations, but they never really used him. Mm-hmm. So how can you already kind of dismiss him, you know, and, and not really utilize him to see what he ha- truly has? Like we've seen him. Tom Brady's throwing a touchdown pass to him this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, well, he was wide open. He made the play. He ran a good route, caught the ball, touchdown, everything. So the guy isn't like he's inept on making plays. It's just like we haven't seen enough from him on the football field mm-hmm. to gauge how good he could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's like, I think he's like fourth string. I mean, yeah, Cameron, Bray Cameron Bray definitely, you know, jumped him you know, right, on that third, and, yep. that third rotation there. So... Uh, I would I would definitely think that O.J. Howard would be on the trade block. Mm-hmm. I would think that they would be open to it, and it's something that doesn't cost anything to get him. Mm-hmm. And he's a young player. He's mm-hmm. still young. Yeah. So you're getting potential, a young player. Why not make that move? And you don't have to give up anything. Like you probably could give up a seventh round pick just to get them, mm-hmm. uh, because they don't really believe in them as it is, and they get something for him. So mm-hmm. that that might work.
0: Yeah, and I only brought up the trade too, just because again, if you look at cap space, the Eagles are right there. And at this point, I mean, uh, do they try and go and try and make a run at this division? Because it looks like it's the Cowboys' division to really lose. Mm-hmm. And what else are you going to get out of it? Or do you think you'll be able to make a wild card spot with some of the way these NFC teams are playing I'll tell you right, right now? now the NFC is playing better than the, than the AFC straight up and they all have better records
1: so i mean it's gonna to be well, tough i think to get in to the playoffs in the nfc i i wouldn't say that uh the nfc is by far large and bounds better than the afc afc's got a lot more parity than the yeah, nfc yeah i can hear uh, you there. so you, we don't st- we still even going into week seven we st- there's not a clear picture yet oh that's like, true there's, a, there's Absolutely. a couple there's a couple teams that are starting to pull away like green bay's five and one you know what i mean and 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 uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens, like they're, they're starting to look like themselves again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like there's teams out there that are starting to get back in the groove of things uh, that look like the, the playoff caliber teams. But there's still a hell of a lot more football to play. Mm-hmm. And depending on how each team's uh, you know schedule is, is for the rest of the way, mm-hmm. it could be really hard. It could be really easy. Uh, so there's a lot of variables that still have to play out. Uh, in In order to kind of kind of get that that nailed down, but uh, to say the least, like I, for Philly, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I would say if Philly was close to Dallas, like if they had a, a a close record with Dallas and that one trade could maybe put them over the hump, uh maybe they do it and why not? Mm-hmm. But at this mm-hmm. point, it's like realistically, if you're a gm of the of the Eagles and you're like, well, we can pull off one trade. What do we do? You know, I just I think they've already invested in their youth at receiver. Uh, They love Devonta Smith. They just drafted him. You know, they got Jalen Rieger, who they don't. And that's the thing, too, is just like you were saying and like we talked about last week about it's kind of like a backyard football team on offense. Jalen Rieger doesn't get utilized hardly at all. Like, he's in some plays, and then he's out on the sideline and others. Well, that's the and thing. It seems it, like, it's it, like
0: he doesn't get the ball to him, and then he'll take off and make a play with, running and then just give it to the tight end if he's open.
1: But even with even, – Rieger caught a touchdown yeah. last week, and it's like then he was on the sideline yeah. for, like, the yeah. next four plays. Yeah. It's like, what is Nick Sirianni doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, this new coaching staff, it, it almost seems like this new coaching staff doesn't know what to do with the talent they have. It's almost like they they still don't have an identity on offense. Nobody knows what what this this offense is capable of still. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a healthier offensive line. They decided on their quarterback who happens to be a mobile guy. and you got a lot of young still developing receivers uh, and 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 going forward, you have it looks like they have no run game either. You know well, so that's the
0: thing they don't allow themselves to cuz I think they, they do don't run. like if they decide to run they are able to get some chunk plays cuz if you even look at some of the yardage uh per attempt these they're doing fairly well it's just they don't,
1: they don't stick do with it, it
0: stick with it no. so then that's the thing you'll you'll face these teams and then all they'll do is try and pressure the quarterback right. and he he's still raw I mean right. Jalen Hurts he only barely he's still had developing. a few games he played last year. Yeah. So this is technically his rookie. Yeah, year he had still. three games last yeah. year. Yeah. So he this is it. And he's still making some of those rookie mistakes, staring down some receivers, uh running into another thing, running yeah. into the 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 blitz or the the, yep. the 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 pressure. Um things like that, bonehead mistakes that he's gonna kind of just work through. And that's um, the thing, but, is
1: like this this Eagles team is still like in transition. Mm-hmm. It still is. Mm-hmm. Like we uh, some some I know Eagles fans, I know, I know some people had kind of like a little bit of high hopes for Philly this year because okay yeah we've decided on our quarterback we're moving on from Wentz and Jalen Hurts gonna be our guy he's mobile he's all this but then you have a lot of young you know you know whether it be Devonta Smith at rookie as a rookie or Jalen Rieger in his second year or these other guys like uh, uh, what's his name like. I think it's Watkins is his last yeah. name. Like yeah. he, he's another receiver that's still developing very young. Mm-hmm. Like their whole receiving core is extremely mm-hmm. young. Uh, so they have to groom them and at the same time, grooming their quarterback and still trying to figure out what kind of offense they want to run. Mm-hmm. And, and And it's okay. If they didn't want to run the ball traditionally, like they, the Eagles have done in the past, that's fine. We've seen the Patriots utilize the short little drop-off game to running backs and let the running backs run with the ball in open space to, to kind of utilize that as a, as a running play. But we're, yeah, not even see, but we're not even seeing that from them. Uh, so going forward, I, I feel like the Eagles are going to continually struggle on offense, and the defense just isn't 100% just yet. Uh, so that, that alone, depending on the, the opponent that they play, they're going to struggle from time to time.
0: Yeah, and then I was looking at a list today of, of teams that should probably buy in and th- teams that should sell, and some of them were were head scratchers. If you're yeah. looking at, uh, first of all, let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, we understand what's wrong with the Chiefs. Yes, there's, their their defense is not as as good. As, right. You know, it, it wasn't even spectacular. They played at a higher level, I think, the past couple seasons than really what they were expected to mm-hmm. be. Let's, let's be honest with you there. And, and their, their corners are, are suspect. Um, and they're they're lining up uh, Chris Jones in the wrong particular spot, too, as well. So that's been a, a problem for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they looked at them. They, they should be buyers. Well, what are you going to buy when you don't have cap money? That right. team has only restructured and, and Patrick Mahomes' you know contract yeah. so much right. to where it needed to be, but then just Travis Kelse redid his and, and a few others trying to make it work the best they can. You could only thin out the money so much, where I think they have like two million was it two point eight million to throw right. around right now. Guess what are you happen. buying? What are you trying to do with there? What what trade or a pick for you know <laughs> some a player? It'd be straight up just a pick. Like well, what are you getting out of it? What are you going to be allowed to go get? Especially because you said even. Who else on the market is going to give up whatever corners that they might have that are actually healthy?
1: I mean, you look at the corners that recently got traded. Stefan Gilmore just got traded to the Panthers. They jumped. Mm-hmm. They jumped the gun there and they got him. Uh, kudos to the. the uh, I don't even know he who said Carolina's like GM. He's going to
0: end up being able to play this particular week too.
1: He's practicing. He'll be able to practice right now. Don't know if he's going to be able to like, go get thrusted in this week. I know they want him to be, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got to be ready you know, as far as the defensive calls out there. I, I think he'll do a, a great job of learning the defense relatively quickly, uh, but how quick? Can he learn it by the, this coming week? So, And at the very least, he could be in on a few plays. You know what I mean? If he doesn't learn the whole playbook, maybe he can be in a few plays or a certain uh, formation and what have you. But then also, again, Carolina Panthers pulled another trigger on a trade for a corner in C.J. Henderson uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they got him first dibs on him. So Carolina, they they saw there was a weakness. They made the first trade was C.J. Henderson. They go out and get him. Not not for a lot. I mean, I think it was a third round pick and a tight end. You know, I say not a lot, but third round picks are pretty. Pretty nice uh, draft pick to grab. But, again, a really young player, a guy that's still developing, a guy that can definitely play well in that Carolina Panthers uh, defense of scheme. And then they turn around and they get another corner, a veteran corner who's one of the best to do it, and Stephon Gilmore, now is with the Carolina Panthers. That defense, that secondary, and they they also got Dante Jackson last week, mm-hmm. uh, who lit one of the receivers up. And Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. uh, he had a great game. And you now now it looks like you're not only you're still sticking with that kind of uh, young movement that you know that they that they initially started with with draft picks and free agents. They're one of the youngest teams in football, and Gilmore looks like he's the oldest guy on that defense at this point. Uh, but uh, man. They pulled off two big trades for those corners. Now it's like, what other corners left? What other corner could you pull from a team? Now, when you're looking about trades, you got to have a partner who will be willing to trade with you. So that's another mm-hmm. big hurdle. Like, you could call any team right now and be like, hey, could we get uh, Kyle Fuller from you guys? Uh, no, we need him. You know, like the Chiefs, right? Like that—that right. that could be a, a thing. But again, Chiefs need corners. Yeah, uh, they don't want to give up another veteran like Kyle Fuller, and and, and now they got a two holes at <laughs> cornerback. So it's like, really, does it make sense for teams like maybe the Chiefs, maybe Green Bay, maybe a few of these teams that I know were on, uh, you know, in articles like, hey, maybe they should be buyers. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Because what are they going? What are they going to give up? Mm -hmm. You know, teams are looking at cornerbacks right now. There's a lot of uh, a lot of demand for that cornerback position right now in a trade. There's a lot of demand for offensive line. And uh, I just don't see too many teams being willing to to give up those positions right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So teams like the Chiefs. Yeah, I I don't know if they can. I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off, maybe draft picks to, to kind of. Uh, but again, like you were just saying, the Chiefs have what two million? Yeah, under yeah. The cap, two, two, yeah, two point eight million. So yeah. whatever player they're going to go after, if they if they were going to, it would have to be like a million and a half tops that they're right. going to take on in a contract. So yeah, because
0: then you got to look at it, say offensive weapons. You know, they're they're thicker kind of on offense, at least in wide receivers. Like right. Who you get? You mean Cole Hardman? Yeah. So yeah, like that him, would have he, to be one of yeah, the, but he doesn't even make a whole lot either. So you're not really shedding a whole lot of uh, weight on cap oh no. space there either. Oh no, so, but, but yeah, but, it, but you're trying if to do a going, fair
1: trade. If you're going for draft player picks, for
0: player, then it would have to be. There's you get, no way you that, you know. that doesn't so happen. He, that's the only thing they would do. But a draft pick isn't going to help him at this point. Well, no, it will help him for the future. For the future. So that's what you're doing. And right now, right. I don't think they want to play him for the future. I want. They think they want to try to get back into this division.
1: But they can't get what they want is the bottom line
0: exactly that's so, why I, that whole thing was kind of c- confusing for me because it sounds so good like, these guys should done. buy
1: yeah they should what but they if c- you don't have the money to go you buy, know what you yeah know what i should sh- go buy
0: a car right now because i can probably use one because mine's not working very <laughs> yeah, well right but do i have to get the money you to know buy what they right should have done no i don't
1: i mean because you know contracts are contracts and guess what it's only going to get worse for kansas city going forward tyree kill's deal is up in 2022 and you know that boy is going to ask for a ton of money mm-hmm. back up the brink truck mm-hmm. because that guy is going to command a lot of money, and it's going to be more than two million. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, they could have unloaded Travis Kels yeah. in that trade. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe the, the the Chiefs could have got rid of that contract. Got rid of. I understand well, Kelse, but Kelse is also yeah. older. Yeah, so. Eventually, he's not going to play yeah, football yeah, yeah, forever. So yeah. if they were to be able to move him to say uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and get C.J. Henderson or something, that might have been that might have been a move that they could have done, and it would have helped out the team. Because honestly, like they have so many weapons, they don't need them all. Yeah, and 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 that's what you're going to have to do if you're the Chiefs or a team like the Chiefs, like Tampa Bay, even. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you giving up? Mm-hmm. Because it's got to be something worthwhile. Uh, For the other team. Yeah. I don't know. I think if you look at it in that aspect, I think Tyree Kill's got to be the trigger that you pull
0: on that one. Just because, yes, yes, he is a a great player, but you know what? He's been kind of locked down this year. He has uh. been able to get that explosive because teams have kind of figured out the Chiefs with that and try and kept them in check. So he's been able to dish it off to Travis Kelce and other some other players out there, Michael Hardman, uh and uh but that's the thing. Pringle, things like
1: that. There so t- you could
0: still utilize with that Andy Reid offense. You've, he's done it with less before. Yes, he has. So I mean you sure. could do that and then with that value of that player and then yeah. shed some of that contract. Right. You could be able to get some of those things, the pieces that you need.
1: True, but you'd only get one piece. You're not going to get like a couple of guys for Tyreek Hill They just don't do Those trades anymore mm-hmm. That's way back In the 70s And stuff They would do that uh, But Tyreek Hill He does so much For this offense Even if he doesn't Get the ball mm-hmm. He's taking two defenders By himself Easy mm-hmm. So what does that do It leaves Tyre- Travis Kels Wide open It leaves uh, Maybe Byron Pringle Open It leaves Michael Hardman Open So he does more For that offense Despite not Maybe not getting The ball So I mean Yeah that's a good point <laughs> But at the same time uh I just I, I don't see them getting rid of one of their, their best weapons who's still fairly young.
0: Mm-hmm. Here he goes. Uh Mike Tackett says biggest problem in KC right now is Jackson Mahomes, complete dickhead for dancing on Sean Taylor's
1: number. Absolutely. I was uh completely appalled by that. That that was absolutely like disrespectful. It was uh, it was a bunch of bullshit. He should have been shot. I mean I in uh, that yeah, that, it's. I mean, come on, and honestly. A, you and know then what? he co- then he comes back and he says, "Oh, I apologize after doing it." You know what I mean? I apologize to all the Washington fans. I didn't mean anything by dancing. I was. What do you mean? Do you see the chain? Oh, oh, shit. Do you see the chain that's around the number? Why were you inside the chain? They walked over dancing. The chain. Well, both, exactly. That's what was, I'm saying. It was
0: him. Check this out. It was him. It was uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife. It was Travis Kel's, uh girlfriend. They all—you can see it in video. Walk, go right over the chain, get into that area, and they were doing TikToks. Right, it was not only all just him dancing, but TikToks videos of this and this. Like it was a big freaking deal. And oh, look at me, look at me. Right. And, and I hate to sound like the old guy, like kind of thing, like kind of this. But get this off is my what, lawn. But yeah, but this is like what this China generation is kind of doing right now, and it's freaking annoying as hell. And that's why I don't even—I'm not even on TikTok and shit So Mike, like that, Mike just said it's he goes dumb as
1: fuck. Per his Twitter account, I want to sincerely apologize for accidentally being on the Sean Taylor number 21 at FedEx Field. We are directed to stand in that area, and I meant absolutely no disrespect to him or his family. Bullshit. You were Absolute directed to bullshit, stand bro. in the area around it. Like, are you it. kidding it me? Yeah, you were, you were directed square. to stand around it, not to stand in it. Yeah. And then do your stupid ass TikToks on there.
0: Yeah. That's complete. I mean. it's that well is utter. Somebody film it while he stopped. That the is busy. utter. It's a plain com-
1: move. Complete disrespect. It doesn't matter what you say or apologize or anything. There, there's no reason for it. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, because you know what? It's also happening. Not only just hate because they don't care about that because they always say, you know, bad business is good business or whatever. Is a bad media is good business or whatever. Uh, Everybody knows who this Jackson Mahomes is. I think a lot of people didn't even know. You know, that he had a brother named Jackson or whoever, this and that. And now, probably people just checking out his Twitter right now or whatever, and this and his and TikTok. him out now. And see him. And yeah, just to call him out, but he's getting a lot more views on this video and this and that and all the other shit. And that's the thing that uh, really bothers me again because this is what people go to do. If a moment happens, they go and try and plan the moment about themselves and, and just not even accepting the moment for what it is and, and making something bigger for themselves. And and instead of, uh, you know, something else, you know, because you're there, you're at the game, you're right next to Sean Taylor's, uh, you know, number right there that they retired. That's a a moment for the Washington football team. But you. Take it upon yourself and say, hey, you don't want to be Draw a cool attention idea to where I would go. I'm going to go do a dance over here, and this is going to set people. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be electric. And you know how many views I'm going to I get. I can't this wait. This is great. So, again, the me, me, me mentality. And yeah. I can't stand it. It's ridiculous. And this is where a lot of people do it. And, and it takes fo- focus off of the real thing that's going on. And, and also, like I said, there's other moments going on within that game. And you take that moment and you ruin it. Just to do something selfish upon yourself. So, for you to take selfies around it and all this other junk and blah, 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 I think that's yeah, just the wrong thing to do. Everybody's hating on him. Like I said, I didn't even know who Jackson Mahomes was until I saw this whole thing
1: and stuff. Jackson Mahomes, go fuck off. <laughs> How about that? There you, you go. You fucking punk.
0: Oh, man. So, so there you go. And then, you know, there's a couple other things that are making news out there. What about that, that Tony Romo thing that I shared about Tony Romo <laughs> on the air while during they, the Patriots game? The Patriots, you know, every year they take uh, breast cancer survivors and they right. treat them to yeah. a spa day, basically. They're like, here you go. You survived cancer. Blah, blah, blah. We <laughs> love you, women. Here you go. Here's a day just for you because, again, you, you've you beat cancer. You're, you're, you're a survivor. Have your day. And Tony Romo, says oh man i would love a spa day spa day you know Come this on, bro. and then him and jim nance start doing this back and forth you know uh busting on each other he's saying something like jim nance you know likes to knit and things like <sighs> that and then tony romo likes to paint his nails and and you need a it's spa like day, kids. and you you know do your pedicure and all this stuff and it's like dude you guys totally Took the wrong opportunity no, to to yeah, try and yeah, do whatever yeah, you're doing with each on. other, and, and made a, a mockery out of uh, what is being recognized here on the field and something that's uh, a great feat for the survivors alone, but but honoring you know their their fight that they have been through and making right. um kind of notice putting on notice because the crucial catch thing catch especially about this season is how many misdiagnoses happened last year because of COVID Mm -hmm. people who maybe thought they had felt something or whatever, were told do not go to the hospital because again, it was such a rich thing of of COVID being there that you could maybe contract something, you could bring it there or whatever. And if there wasn't a medical emergency at this point with doing the, having COVID or or whatever, I mean, they even canceled emergency um, certain surgeries and stuff like that. So some people that already planned on getting a surgery couldn't do it because of the, the issues with, with COVID. So now you have cancer and other people that saw maybe other symptoms or a slight little pain here and there that they're like, that's ah, just some pain. And then finally, they're able to go to the hospital now, get it checked out and something far worse. And for this to happen on, on uh, national television and it just be a kind of a mockery of the whole thing by Jim Nance is pretty well off. He's not Tony Romo and some of these other guys that played in the NFL and make, made some serious Jim Nance overall. is a dipshit. But both of them can go get a manicure and a and a spa day whenever they feel like. They're buying it for their wives all the time, too, I'm sure, as well, or whatever. Uh, to, to say, oh, I wish you know, all the Patriots would pretty much give me one. That would be nice to get a free one every now and then. I'm like, come on, you're out of sight be self that's about self-awareness being self-aware of what this situation is and that you're people are watching you millions of people on the air right now (laughs) millions of people millions of millions that's right so uh so that was another mockery if you want to talk about the, the problem that's going on in kansas city here but uh, as far really. as looking at some of the, <laughs> the other the teams that are buying and selling again, like Joe said, it, it's it's tough to kind of. You see need some a partner. These, you really need a partner, and some of them don't make sense. They had brought up the New Orleans Saints. Saints again hurting. They just this season in the off before it yeah. started were able to get back to the plus side uh, in money. I don't think again with, with whatever trade you're going to do, first you got to find be... that partner, and it's got to be within that cap where they have again only about uh, 1 million 1, yeah. 1.8 million just under two million to, to kick around I mean the, the um, so Saints, they can't even
1: get some players here I mean they just when you have that low of money you're just better off going to free agent pool and just trying to work out work out somebody and and maybe bring them in maybe they make a difference and if they don't you just you, I yeah mean, and some of these
0: other teams that are or maybe you think that should sell some guys they have some room and they have picks, and they're not going to give Listen, up a pick, even, and things like that. To, to the teams,
1: to the teams up to this point going. that should be selling are the teams like Houston. They should be yeah. selling, and they've done that. Well, yeah, and they've s- done through the course. I mean, what else do they have? This like running back, right. Brandon Cooks, is the most valuable player they have right now mm-hmm. that they could probably trade and get draft picks because, let's face it, they're going to need a lot of them going forward uh, because they've basically gotten rid of this team has changed <laughs> well over. Uh, you know, Tara Taylor when he comes back healthy, trade him too. Yeah, I mean, just trade anybody that you possibly can at this point, because your franchise is in such disarray right now that you just need to start over. Mm -hmm. I mean, you already got the uh, brand new coaching staff Deshaun Watson doesn't want to come back and play for you, wants to be traded. And without Watson, you have no like, you know, you have no backbone on the team. Uh, So Brandon Cooks. Listen, I'm sorry, Brandon, but I know you've been traded to almost every single football team at this point. But uh, maybe you need a change of environment because uh, Houston should just start building up on draft picks at this point. Like Whitney Merciless, I'm surprised. Like, I know they tried to trade him and maybe they couldn't get any suitors because nobody wanted to give up a draft pick. Uh, but they end up cutting him this week. And in 24 hours' time, he's signed, with, yeah, Green signed with Green Bay Papers, uh, so Green Bay Packers. Uh, once again, the Green Bay Packers making a splash in free agency with guys being cut. You know, Jalen Smith was one of those uh, you know casualties for the Dallas Cowboys, and he ends up getting scooped up by Green Bay. So uh, they're making moves, and they're making the right ones too. Uh, so for teams that need help in those areas and stuff, they should have jumped out and got one of those players, you know, quicker than Green Bay. Uh, I honestly cannot believe how fast those guys signed because mm-hmm. they're both good players, and I thought there'd be a lot more. Tug of war, like a battle between trying to get them. So, uh, kudos to Green Bay's front office. For yeah, sure.
0: absolutely. And uh, yeah, so if, if anything, it's got to be somehow Houston, and if they could pull the trigger on Houston, off of Deshaun any, Watson or, or whatever they're going to do, there, team, that would be it. right.
1: Any team that is in the losing, like majorly losing category, you know what I mean? So, like you look at the AFC North right now, it's still kind of even, except for the Ravens, five and one, second team with the Bengals were four and two, then three and three and three and three. And three you know, Browns and Steelers. So, they I don't think there's like really anything that you need to like go crazy over, but Jaguars. I mean, let's let's take a look at the Jaguars here. They're 1 in 5 just like the Texans. Should they be sellers? They're young. They're like kind of like re, reinventing themselves. Maybe they could move on from a couple of the veteran offensive linemen that they have, you know. Uh may, I'm surprised that Mercedes Lewis is still playing. definitely going to be able to trade him, but uh maybe DJ Chark you know maybe they could get some value for him or something like that and then defensively they still got to re- revamp that miles jack who has been um from day 1 has been with jacksonville maybe maybe it's time maybe maybe move on from miles jack and and, and get some some uh maybe some big comp- uh, compensation for him
0: uh, here look at mike tackett says uh, we got this uh, seattle seahawks starting db asking to be cut mid season People trying to cancel Terry Bradshaw, Tony Romo, and Jackson <laughs> Mahomes both being douchebags, and Bill Belichick getting beat up in the locker room. <laughs> one hell of a week six. Can't wait for week seven. Hey, and, that, and this is why we watch the game. It is. <laughs> it, is, is <laughs> it is. It is. So but, I yeah, and,
1: and 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 I know, like, the Jets have been brought up because they're 1-4, and four, and I know the Dolphins have been brought up in terms of maybe selling. But, listen, those are teams that are going through a transition right now of rebuilding. Uh, the la- last thing they want to do is getting rid of players some of the guys that maybe maybe at the very move. least they get rid of veterans that they have mm-hmm. that they want to shell get rid of that money like maybe a cj mosley mm-hmm. uh, who has who still holds some value but that's a big contract maybe you, you get rid of him or something like that uh you know and then other than that i mean that's pretty much for the afc mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. if you if we look at the nfc uh, it, Sorry, Giants. Oh, yeah, uh, right no, Right now, 1-5. Uh, yeah, they um, should be
0: selling all day long, but what are they got They should be to selling, sell?
1: but don't sell the, the young guys that you had yeah, still developing. Right. Nate Solder. Like, there's teams right now still looking for a right tackle, mm-hmm. may, and he's got a big contract. So get rid of that contract. Get rid of it. Maybe you get a, a halfway decent, decent pick, maybe a fifth rounder at the most, something in that category. Uh, and then you look at, uh, well, I wouldn't say Seattle just yet, or 49ers, or 2-3. and 0-6 um, Lions. But they're again, they're yeah, rebuilding. They're rebuilding. So, so what would what, what they really at, get so. rid of? Mm-hmm. If you ask me, they can't do it right now, but I would have traded uh, Taylor Decker, the mm-hmm. left tackle, before he got injured because that guy is just an injury yeah, waiting to it happen. Is. It is. And they could have got maybe some value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I would say that's the only team really in the NFC besides the Giants. Uh, but again, you gotta have a trade partner. You gotta have another team willing to give you something that you want, uh, and both sides got to agree on it. So it's gonna be hard. I don't see a lot of trading going on this year, and I and I feel that way because uh, because of this new IR system that they got in place. Because you you can get some guys back after three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can get them back. At, you know, three or four weeks later down the road, it helps that it helps that team not have to worry about putting someone IR and then losing them for the year. So. I feel like that's the reason why you're not going to see as many trades as normal.
0: All right. So let's move on to our picks competition. Joe, it's time to do our picks. Week seven is coming upon us here. Oh, uh, it is crazy. This, this season's going to go by fast before we know it. It's, it's a blink. It's, it's going it to be go It's by just fast. crazy like that. I know Mike Tackett had brought up his record. I think he was saying something. He was like 63 and 30 or something around there. 60. I can't remember. And, and 30. It was something like that. Was Something like that. And, uh, so, Mike let's, will, will remember. He us. will remember. Let's take a look at ours. Here's the way we got the competition right now. Joe is 68-28. He is red hot on fire. I'm okay. Kicking the shit out of me right now. Eh, it's uh, not going to last long. I am keep I'm hanging in there, Joe. I'm hanging long. around. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to stay in it. You know, I'm like the Patriots trying to compete here, stay in it, and then hopefully (laughs) maybe I just kind of you know maybe have a bad week. But you know what? Maybe I don't know. It's sad that I use it in that type of reference, like hanging in there to try to. How dare you? you know, but uh, (laughs) it was. It's been good, and you know what? And and that's the thing. It's not like I'm like, oh man, my picks have been horrible. It's no, just you've been good. Picks. I've been Look doing it, good 64 picks. and thirty-two. Exactly, but yours have been outstanding, and you're playing and you're uh, picking amazingly. It's uh, it's only, awesome. It's only like that Joe Guru is there. Here he is. He's got the aura. Only I mean, fourteen only. wins, thirteen wins. It's just crazy right now, despite all the nonsense. Because even after all said and done, I'm looking at it and I'm like. I don't even know how these games are going to go, but I could see it going this way. And we've been really lucky, I think, on the sense of how it's it has been going. Uh, Mike Tackett says if the season were to end now, the Eagles would be picking at three, nine and eleven in the first round.
1: Yeah, they have three first
0: rounders. Maybe the Eagles uh, could use that as leverage to get a blockbuster deal done. He's sixty-three and thirty. That's what it is. sixty-three and thirty. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, so he's there in the mix. He was talking about possibly, you know, uh, show all of our picks all together, know it alls and things like that. He's Deshaun right there Watson in the
1: mix too. <laughs> uh, but who knows? Yeah, that's what. Oh you yeah, know, you always hear but yeah my, all the, the but here's my but here's they're
0: your, they're in on this guy. They're in
1: this if, guy. If you're Deshaun Watson, would you want to go to the Eagles?
0: Right. I mean, I mean think does about he have the no I,
1: trade clause or does he have to release on any of that?
0: I mean, I don't know if he does in that deal. So he kind of would mm. you have to go wherever he needed to go. You know, what I mean, I know. or else they probably w- because there's said. been
1: because I've heard I heard reports that like, you know, Watson, if he didn't want to go like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a, a no trade clause. I'm not sure. Maybe they have it in there when he was, you know, when he ha- agreed on that deal. Maybe mm-hmm. that's because they didn't want to get rid of him. Yeah. So maybe that's in there uh, and he has to agree. Uh, but my thing is, like. Eagles. I'm not saying would you want to go there in a bad sense, is because like, well, they have no offensive line. No, they got it. They got actually got a halfway decent offensive line, especially when it's healthy. Right. And they have young, developing weapons, but that offense, that offense and how it's called. I mean that.
0: Right, but even despite that, I think with some of the moves that Jalen Hurts has made, Deshaun Watson is not making no mistakes, and I think some no. of the closer days, games they've been in, they're winning those games. No. and Now they're talking about them competing probably in that division.
1: But I will say this: I I don't like how the offense is called, and, and I feel like that's going to hinder, um, Watson like for for him to go he does, there.
0: Uh, have a no trade clause yeah. for now, so he yeah. can
1: probably let that go if he's able to pick
0: where he well he to go. would definitely so that's there you go. How it would work yeah,
1: yeah is he would have to write yeah, sign uh, off yeah, on sign it and be like okay yeah that's fine i'll go here or yeah. i'll go there and yeah. we've already heard that deshaun watson really likes miami mm-hmm. i mean that's one of his destinations that he really really likes in fact that's probably his favorite destination mm-hmm. you know he gets to you know go that's back to that florida we area
0: here that keeps coming up in these rumors we heard it again this past couple of I hours mean, here listen
1: we've we've heard in the last few hours we've heard an update and saying that a trade could possibly get done by next week. How real is that? We don't know. But I find it extremely hard uh, with this court case still going mm. on and not knowing how bad it's going to be. You know, for whatever team, that de- if a team does pull off a trade now, it can't be I, – I just – honestly, I cannot see it being astronomical blockbuster trade. Even though that's what Houston wants, ha- ha- if you're the, the team getting Watson – Honestly, you're willing to take that huge risk and give up whatever Houston wants for compensation just to get him. What's to say that he is guilty? And then now you have to wait to see what the NFL suspension is going to be. It's we're almost halfway through the year. I can almost guarantee you it's going to be the rest of the season, at least this year. Maybe it's going to be next year, too. You don't know uh but i mean given the consistency the nfl gives out punishments is <laughs> uh you know roll of the dice so uh but again if you have the utmost confidence in and acquiring there's no reason not to go after him because of his talent he's amazing
0: mm-hmm.
1: but again it, it comes down to that that really risky situation of what if what if he is guilty then that could be a problem. Then you gave up all these future draft picks and maybe a player or two. I don't know what's going to be involved. And on top of that, now you're sitting on a guy that that can't play for you for a little while. You know?
0: mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so what's going to do for you now? Definitely. Yeah. All right, so that's it. Let's get to our uh, picks competition here, Joe. It's fierce. Let's get to the picks. Uh, Thursday night, not really a cool game here for us to watch here. <laughs> not I might, cool. I, I'll watch <laughs> the highlights on this one. I don't know if I'll actually sit and watch this one, uh, especially just because the yeah. injuries now that, that have faced the Cleveland Browns. The mm-hmm. defense has fallen off a little bit and then just Baker Mayfield's not right. He's gonna be yeah. out. You're gonna have Case Keenum in there. I oh, think that's right. Oh the return of right. Case Keenum. The Case Keenum, that's right. School. <laughs> it's a and I think he can manage this game and, oh, definitely. and play well, absolutely, with the weapons that they still do. And have, not gonna, but the listen. problem is, how are they gonna be at the running game?
1: They have no Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. They have no Kareem Hunt. And we don't know how serious Kareem Hunt's injury is right now, uh, but we know for sure he's going to be out several weeks. Out. Yes. Uh, yep. But those two key components right there not being there, and now they have, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember his name, I think it's Demetric Robinson. Is that, that the that starting sounds, that uh, right running back right now for the Browns? Uh, he's a good running back. He's a good tailback. He's shown some flashes when he was given the opportunity a couple years ago. And uh, I like what I saw. He's a tough physical runner, has a little bit of speed. And and they also have another uh the was it like the four string I guess um, running point. back at this yeah. point uh he looks like more like that that scat back that receiving type of back that it, it seems maybe he fills in for that Kareem Hunt role not going to be as good they've got uh DeErnest uh DeErnest Johnson, uh, Johnson. Yep. Yep. wow I was way off yeah. Uh, but then you've got, the yeah, other one? Felton. Ah, That's the Demetric guy. That's what he is. Uh, but, yeah, he's more the, re- the, the receiving mm-hmm. uh, type of back. But mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to do okay in the running game. You, obviously, they're not going to be as good as, like, a Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, obviously. And the biggest thing is without Baker Mayfield being there, can Case Keenum, and we know he can manage the game. It's not a question of that, especially if he understands the offense fully, mm-hmm. that – the big key for this game, I feel like, is is Jedrick Wills going to be back for this game, their left tackle, mm-hmm. because he's missed the last two contests, and it's shown, believe me. Uh, if he can return back, that's going to be huge for this offense and for for them to, to continue getting uh, the ball down the field and everything. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a breakout game last week. He was the number one receiver because Odell left the game, uh, you know, Rashard Higgins, he had a he had a pretty good game, solid, but not 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 overall great. And I feel like they're going to need everybody to step up in this game, yeah. especially offensively. Defensively, they're still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. They're in in the dog pound. Thursday night football. Denver is kind of limping into this game after the Raider game. Teddy Bridgewater hurt his foot. Uh, apparently, he's been missing uh, practice a little bit here and there. I don't know if he practiced fully today or not. Uh, but that's got to be a little bit concerning because if you got Drew Lock starting this game, uh, oh boy, uh, and uh, and still no Jerry Judy yet. They say he's close, but he's just. I think they're gonna keep him out this game, and and, uh, and overall, like Denver's Denver's defense, we we've, we've seen teams being able to do both run the ball and throw the ball on them at times. Uh, so I, I don't I don't like the uncertainty with Denver. I, I feel like this is going to be a really close game all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland even though Baker's not going to be there. I feel like Case Keenum might even run this offense better than Baker.
0: All right, so you're going to take Cleveland on this one. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, um, Um. Uh, hmm, seeing Cleveland's at home, this is going to be tough because Case Keenum there. Ah, uh, I think I'm going to go with Denver on this one. Uh, depending on, yeah, if, if, if Teddy Bridgewater is healthy on this one. I think I'm going to take Denver. We'll see, uh, I guess, by start of the game tomorrow. Um, all right, now Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Washington football team, the defense hasn't been able to play like up to par like they used to be doing, at least like last season. Did, did, wait, uh, I don't know what happened did, between the season or, before, or so. Before but. we go
1: any further, stop at Washington right now because what the hell was last week? We mm-hmm. saw almost a resurgence of yeah, Washington yeah, yeah, from a of, season yeah. ago yeah. against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. of all teams, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. And they made the Chiefs look pretty bad the whole first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, Washington was winning at halftime. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they were, they were w- playing them tough. What happened in the second half? Yeah, I
0: don't know. <laughs> and again, and, and it's like some of it even, too, is uh, not having that, that quarterback there. You know, Tyler Heineke plays well enough right. on some things, but, but does if make you don't mistakes, have that guy... Yeah. Yeah, it's just not enough to get it done and to bounce back from some of these things. On the other hand, Green Bay Packers at home with uh, Aaron Rodgers, who do have that guy, uh, and the way they And the defense is playing he's been really playing. well. And he, again, he's making Randall Cobb look good out there. So <laughs> uh, the defense has been playing well and, and adding players too as they go. I like the Green Bay Packers at home.
1: I mean, yeah, how could you go against Green Bay at home? I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Devontae Adams, you got everything you need. Uh, David Bakhtiari, a quick update. It looks like he started practicing this week. I don't know if he'll be able to play, but, man, if he does, that's going to even be better for this open going It looks like he forward. might be able to. He <laughs> owned Washington football team, too. Nice. I like, like that, Mike. Uh, uh, it
0: looks like he's going to, because on Twitter, he's posting a lot of hidden type of things out there, like, yeah. I'm back, baby, so who knows? Well, yeah, because we'll he's back on the practice field. Of course we'll he's
1: see. back. Uh, but, yeah, if he's cleared to play and he's good to go, man, that's going to be a huge uplift on that offensive line. Uh, and, and, and really – what are you gonna do as Washington's defense? It seems like they've changed their scheme or something before the season started and it looks terrible. Terrible product on the football field. Taylor Heineke is gonna probably make his couple mistakes that he does, it seems like, every week. And, uh, and 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 yeah, given what Green Bay's done in free agency, I mean, snatching up these guys that just get released. Uh, you know, Jalen Smith, I thought, was one of the biggest additions. And then for them to, to come back and say, oh, what, what, Whitney Merciless is available? Oh, let's just sign right here, Whitney. Just sign right there. Uh, so Green Bay all the way on this one. All right, he says
0: DB69 looked great at practice. So Mike Tackett's you go. on top of it over there. there. So, you. yeah, that'd be absolutely a, a great addition for them. All right, Kansas City Chiefs at Tennessee Titans. Now, this is a tough one because, again, we don't know what to expect here. The, the, uh, what is the, going the, to the happen? The Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> uh, getting a lot of pressure there on Patrick Mahomes. The defense yeah. has been leaky as a sieve the tennessee titans had gotten beaten by the jets but they come back and beat the other team from new york who a lot of people think are the only team in new york the buffalo bills who have been really dominating people yeah Yeah, so on fire this is going to be a really interesting team Uh, a team where the the kansas city chiefs has the offensive and the air attack weapons and the tennessee titans who is all about derrick henry who will just boom 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 pump it right at you so joe two different types of teams what do you got in this one
1: i don't understand what tennessee's doing I don't, I don't know, I don't know what kind of team they actually are. I mean, they they went out and they they brought in Julio Jones and they had A.J. Brown, uh, and I thought that they were going to expand the passing game of this offense, but it's really just been about Derrick Henry for the most part. And I don't, so far they haven't got on track in terms of the passing game, uh, being able to utilize a guy like A.J. Brown and Julio together. I mean, it would just make this team so much harder on offense to to handle. And I still don't think they figured that out yet. Ten- Tennessee's defense—I thought last week they played amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and before that game last week, they looked terrible. Mm-hmm. So I really still don't know what we have. Is it because of the lights? Because they were under the lights, they were all hyped up to play, and they they were so focused. And and uh, I, I just don't know what this team. And then Kansas City, uh, again, we we've seen Patrick Mahomes make mistake after mistake, which is helping. Uh, you know, which is helping the opponent and costing them games. Uh, Kansas City's defense is a little inept. And not to mention, you know, Taylor LeJuan, Uh Mike just brought it in. Taylor Luwan, I forgot about that. He's going to be missing from this lineup mm-hmm. for the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. a guy who's played left tackle for them and, and done a very good job of it. Uh, that's going to be a key loss. So um, I'm going to go because I'm uncertain about both teams. I'm going to go with the favorite, and I'm going to go with Kansas City. All right, Joe's going with the Kansas City Chiefs Um, because they can't afford to lose (laughs) much more games. Yeah, oh, I know. (laughs) They got to get back in this thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, they've got the uh, the the rough spot running back for them. But again, they need to. They don't run anyway. Yeah, they need to. (laughs) uh, They needed to a little bit here and there, and that's the thing. Uh, Like I said, if the Tennessee Titans, the key to them winning always, and we said it about it last week, in order to be able to be in that game with Buffalo, they needed to be able to establish the run. And run the clock out and yeah. keep the Bills off of uh, the field and then it allowed their defense to play better. Maybe they weren't gassed as much and things and mm-hmm. able to get that because even they got injuries in the backfield and made a few mistakes. we were still able to lock some things down and uh, take the victory there. But it might be too much here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs as well. And now we've got the Atlanta Falcons clean off of a, a rest week. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, week, Calvin yeah. Ridley is is back, back from his personal issue. I still don't know what it was, but uh, he's back now, so that yeah. could be positive for them. And the Miami Dolphins, their team too that's kind of head scratching too. They did get better when Tua got in the game too, mm-hmm. but I don't think again they're, they're not getting the ball to their weapons. You know, as like well, I what think that weapons they are be. healthy? Yeah, uh, Devontae well, I mean, Parker was it's out like, last I guess week. If you're going to Preston Williams wasn't
1: available. Like they, the the yeah. only guy that was going off last week was Jalen Waddell, the rookie, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was a favorite target of to us because yeah, obviously he got they, the they Alabama good, connection. Yeah. But they were hurting; mm-hmm. they're hurting on offense, and then their offensive line is, is for some reason like all of a sudden it's it seems like they're struggling to pass protect, they're struggling to run block. Uh, Miles Gasson had to become a bigger part of the, of the receiving game because yeah. of the lack of wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's a lot in flux there. Uh, even the Do- the Dolphins' defense, uh, we thought for sure was going to be one of the better defenses in this league and be able to hold the Dolphins in games, but that's been struggling as of late too. Missing Xavier and Howard for a couple of weeks, so I don't know what to go what, what to go with this one.
0: Mike Tackett says Ridley's personal issue is that he plays for the Falcons. <laughs> oh oh, burn yeah i like it <laughs> what do your brother here's but,
1: that one but then uh, <laughs> uh, uh the atlanta falcons i mean listen they showed me something the past couple of weeks uh uh defensively offensively it seems like they're starting to figure things out with utilizing kyle pitts and forget russell gage because he even though he's like starting he's like not even part of it mm. uh but Calvin Ridley, this is a big uh, upgrade for them uh, coming into this week. They definitely needed this guy back in Calvin Ridley. Uh, and coming off a bye week, it bodes well for them. They've had plenty of time to game plan for Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins, I really like them at home. I like Tua being back. I, it gives them uh, an opportunity to win games for sure. Devontae Parker, it sounds like he's tr- trending towards the right direction and might be healthy for this game to, to add to that that weaponry of theirs. Uh, but man, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I might, I might go Atlanta in this one um, because I feel like the Dolphins' offensive line is going to struggle with guys like Greedy Jarrett and, and, and you know d- trying to trying to protect against him. And uh, who knows? I, I just, I just have a, a inkling that Atlanta is going to end up pulling away and getting right, this one. right,
0: win. he's got the Atlanta Falcons on this one again. I'm just uh, not sure what I'm going to get. And to recap, to.
1: real quick, Mike's picks he took the broncos the packers the chiefs and the falcons
0: Packers, chiefs and falcons so you guys are ex- oh, except no, that's for the, same. the except first for denver one. you picked Yep, the denver broncos yep. right okay yeah and this one this is a tough one for me too i'm not sure what to get it's a like, tough
1: one this to me Ugh, th- to me i've seen
0: atlanta fail too, to but me again right. i like what they right. did but they get yeah. the only way for me i thought in to that me. last game that they played yeah the only weapon they had was to Kyle Pitts, so they had to just feed it to him, and he, he was able to make plays because he.
1: But my thing th- is, they have great. guys like even Olomid uh, Zacchaeus, That guy is a really good receiver for them, mm-hmm. and he needs to be a bigger part of this offense to kind of spread it open. Because mm-hmm. if if Gage isn't going to get it done, mm-hmm. then they got to go down to their their slot guy. They got to get Zaccheaus involved more too. You have Pitts, Zacchaeus, and, and and Ridley. I don't think you can go wrong there. Hmm. Uh, but this game, to me, is the t- this is almost the toughest game of the week to pick because there are two teams that are so up and down.
0: Yeah, I feel like I got a lot. I got to make up some more games though too. I might lean towards Miami. I think I might go with Miami on this one. All right, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna live and die by it. Let's go, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Here we go. We got the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Uh, I know Sunday I'll wake up I'm like what. Why did I pick Miami? What the fuck <laughs> what the hell was, what was I, I doing? See what happens to me on Wednesdays. That damn Ray's Energy drinks. All right, New York Jets <laughs> at the uh, the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Jets again just look putrid on both sides of the ball. I think this not very good. Uh, but it could even be kind of close just the way because this divisional team, is, and that's the way they play each other. It just happens. Uh, but I like the uh, what New England Patriots have been doing. They've been really giving it to out to a lot of these uh, tougher teams that you expect to maybe uh, beat a team that really the pay, the Patriots, they're not rebuilding, but they're trying to retool and try and work towards getting their new and it's there. Their new run, uh, quarterback, you know, comfortable in the offense and, and moving forward and trying to just keep back into the playoffs so I like what the Patriots have been doing they're at home I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots on this one And
1: that's the thing with Mac Jones and New England Patriots he already is comfortable mm-hmm. he was comfortable mm-hmm. you know after week one and week two he, he already knew the offense pretty well and now you're starting to see him grow as a quarterback every single week and he and in the and there's no game too big for him mm-hmm. he's only a rookie too we've seen this kind of thing with Justin Herbert when he came in as a rookie and he kind of lit lit it up on, you know on the field Mac Jones is running this New England offense perfectly, and he's making the necessary throws now. Listen, n- not all these throws are perfect by any means, but yeah. he's getting the ball to the receivers, and that's the you know the main deal. You're going to see him get better, especially going into next season. Uh, he's the perfect guy for them. And yeah, and
0: even that pick six that was there, that should have been a caught ball. It should at, this at point.
1: the very least, the ball should have been knocked down. Yeah, like it went right through the receivers. Uh, like kind of like yeah, right where his yeah. knuckles are, yeah. and, and I'm like, bro, really? Like, mm. you really let that by? Anyway, uh, and the, the Jets coming into the town here. Yes, it's a divisional game. It should be kind of close. I feel like this will be this might be close early on. Early on, yeah. and then New England starts to to figure things out and they pull away in the end. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Yeah, especially on that
0: one. like when we were talking about before with like the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I don't know the identity of the, the Jets at this point either. What they are on offense, either. Yeah, you know, I think they're still trying to figure themselves out.
1: Oh, I mean, they're st- you know, think look at their their offensive line. They don't have Makai <laughs> back yes. uh, they're still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they'll be there. It's just going to take some
0: time. Yeah. Now we've got the Carolina Panthers and, and the New York Giants here. I, I would have said even if everybody happened to be healthy that the Giants had a shot in this game, <laughs> but I don't think so. Even with the injuries that they've had, uh, the way they've been playing um i think the way that offensive uh,
1: line is is you know that that's really kind of hurting them too
0: yeah yeah i mean but i think daniel jones is still playing well despite last oh, yeah, week for sure I mean, again i think he's yeah. a, a great asset especially when he runs the ball still i think that's still a positive for them mm-hmm. but again just so many injuries again uh, it just it compiles on top of everything carolina is only getting better yeah they had a few couple losses here that were really tight ones that they could have had that just you know it's turnovers just end up turning it over for them and not make making it happen um, you know Sam darnold mistakes here and there but drop passes this is a good team to bounce back on where you, if you make some of those mistakes they're not going to kill you on it I think the Carolina Panthers finally in some of these games come off with a win here against the New York Giants
1: and the Panthers have been the real deal this year like a lot of people wrote them off before the season started like oh they got darnold I don't know how well they're going to be but they've been pretty darn competitive and they've been right in the thick of things I mean they're 500 right now they're three and three. Uh, but in the end, like, I mean, they're going up against the Giants. This might be a good game, like Jim was saying, that where they kind of bounce back, they get, get everything, all their ducks in a row, and, and, they, and they get the win here. Uh, despite not having uh, Christian McCaffrey, just wait. Because when McCaffrey was in the lineup, That's what made this team, like, this offense almost unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Uh, By having him back, and they're going to get him back relatively soon. They held him out this week. It seems like they want him to just kind of, like, take it easy this week and then possibly in week eight uh, come back strong. Uh, so, I got Carolina against the Giants.
0: All right. Now, Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati has been playing well, but, again, uh, Joe Burrow is banged up a little bit here. Uh, Joe Mixon plays amazing again. Yeah. How about good, that guy? R- good running right? Is that amazing? You know, it just really... Uh, put it into people. Anybody has it in fantasy. They've got to be going ecstatic
1: right now. I was and then, unfortunately uh, not able to get Yeah, in. I know. Very disappointed. I bet. And
0: uh, Jamar Chase, again, after all the stuff in the preseason about, you know, the stripe on the ball and all this other nonsense, making plays, catching, but then also, yeah, also <laughs> blocking, though. Uh, some of the, the blocks that he's laid down yeah. have been pretty good. And I like uh, Physical. that. That's handing them together. But Baltimore, the one thing I will say about the Baltimore, that even though it's been kind of questionable, like I said, the way they have been uh, – playing in some of these games against mm-hmm. I'd say lesser teams have right. been closer I think that hardens them better that makes them better at winning some of those tough games when they were down a, a few scores and at last not mm-hmm. last week but the mm-hmm. week before and they were able to gel together as a team not falter not be like oh we're out of this it's kind of over that that mentality of Lamar Jackson like we never giving do this, out. we're gonna get like after it was all said and done what do you think about this or this and he's just like yeah i don't know about all that he's like i'm just glad we were able to come through and we actually won that we actually got the win i can't believe this we did it you know and i think that makes them a lot stronger that's being battle hardened i like the baltimore ravens here at home against uh the divisional foe the cincinnati Bengals.
1: yeah the Bengals have been missing out on their left tackle for quite some time now Maybe he even makes a return this week. Uh, they're definitely going to need it going up against a division rival in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, listen, they're, they're a high-pressure type of defense, and, and they really don't like to give up any inches on the football field. Uh, Lamar Jackson, extremely hard to contend with. The Bengals and the Ravens know each other so well, so I could really see this game going right down to the wire. Uh, but in the end, listen, they're in Baltimore. Bengals know the deal. It's tough to play in there. And I just feel like maybe in the end that Baltimore is going to come, o- come away with it. Probably be by a field goal or so. Let's touch base with Mike
0: Tackett's picks. What does he got for the last couple? He's of got years? the
1: Ravens and, and what was it? the, the, the Carolina Panthers, Panthers. Probably.
0: Yeah. What about the Jets and New England, New England? Yeah. I think he's, he's got, got the Patriots. Patriots. Right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, how about the next one? Who does he have? Philadelphia Eagles and the Vegas Raiders.
1: He's got Mike's got the Raiders in that Boom, one. Boom! Your Raiders. Uh, and, and this is the thing is like, we've talked about it before. Uh, the Eagles and their their offense, there's not a real identity just yet. Uh, it's 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 kind of confusing to me as a football fan and as a person that has watched uh, the game of football and other offensive coordinators calling their their plays. I don't know still what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> uh, and, and defensively, they have they have weaknesses. Like Darius Slay is definitely not the weakness, but on the opposite side, they they tend to pick on that corner a lot. Uh, linebacking core. Are they going to be able to stay with Darren Waller? I mean, that that's going to be a really tough. Um, it's going to be a really tough weapon to try to go up against. Uh, and and I just feel like Philly is coming to Las Vegas. Uh, I feel really good about it. I I don't know if 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 Vegas was coming to Philly, I might change my decision. But I really like the Vegas Raiders staying home. Uh, their their defense kind of really showed out last week. Really did a, a tremendous job against Denver. And yes, I know it's Denver. Uh, but. All in all, it was it was an emotional win for them, and and I feel like Derek Carr is is and the new offensive coordinator I will tell you is Greg Olson, who in that game what I witnessed, which was different than Gruden and how he calls plays, he was aggressive from the start to the finish. Mm-hmm. He didn't like run the ball three times and then just settle for a field goal or punt or whatever. He was trying to attack even with the closing minute in the first half of the game. And that's what I like to see is if you're gonna be aggressive the whole way through, then you got my vote. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders on this one.
0: Oh, I've got breaking news, Joe. Mike Uh-oh. Tackett out on the scene here for our breaking news. College football update. Appalachian State, five and two, just beat undefeated number fourteen. Coastal Carolina is six and one now. Uh thirty to twenty-seven on a last 2nd field, field goal. Hashtag mullets and, and then- <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Man, man. Thanks, that's Mike, funny. for the update. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing, dude. That is great. Oh, that's and good. congratulations
0: oh man, to Appalachian State. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, for now the Vegas one, this is a home game for Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, that's tough for Philly. Uh, I'm going to agree uh, with you guys as well here at home. I think they definitely play wetter, uh, better at that uh, new stadium there. And, and um, yeah, so I like Vegas Raiders, especially coming off that nice uh, here's Here's an interesting thing. The in way it has right. been. Uh, the offense does look better, I think. It all together oh, as a team. It's they more can play aggressive better.
1: for sure. And here's the other interesting thing too about the Raiders, as we know, like listen, they've been battling injuries as well on the, in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerback after cornerback's been dropping like flies. Uh, Brandon Faison, who they just added, he left the game with an injury. I don't know how bad it is. Will he be able to play? It'll be huge if he can. But they ended up picking up. Guess get this, none other than Desmond Trufant Desmond off Trufant. the free yeah. agent heap. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, um, but I don't know. Whatever. If, if Listen, if Gus Bradley believes he can get something out of Desmond Trufant, he just has to stay healthy, though. Yeah, so right. Well, yeah. We'll they, see. just
0: need him in there to spell him in every now and then. might be the perfect opportunity for him. You know what I mean? They only need him half the time, and he does well that's half right. the time. We're good. We just
1: need you for a couple more <laughs> weeks. Yeah,
0: that's it, right? All right, so here we go. Now we got the Detroit <laughs> Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. Rams just – Brandon stomped on the Giants. Uh, the Detroit Lions so close to getting some of those wins, but yeah. just can't get it. And and uh, last week, I think they just played really horrible. And I and I and I feel bad for them. But uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it here. They're running
1: into a juggernaut here of the Rams here at home. I like the the Los Angeles Rams for this one. I mean, the Rams have such a high profile offense. I mean, it's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Stafford finally getting. What he deserves. Finally, has an offensive line in front of him that protects him. Some a lot of weapons that he can throw the ball to, and and a couple of uh, running backs that he just can handle ball off to, no pressure. Uh, defensively, this Rams defense has been a, a, a thorn in everybody's side that they've gone up against. Detroit Lions, man, they're so close. They're right there. Uh, I feel like they might. This could be another one of those games where they might surprise some people. Maybe through the first half, where they kind of hang around a little bit. And then the Rams pull away in the second half. I'm going to go with the Rams. All right.
0: He's going with the Rams as well. And Mike Tackett, I'm sure, is on board with us. Yes, he with the Rams. Goes with the the Rams. Well. There you go. Now, Houston Texans at Arizona Cardinals. Will the Texans be the one to dethrone dis- to- 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 the uh, Arizona Cardinals and make- give them their first uh, defeat? Uh, cross-country game here. Mike Tackett says cross-country game for Detroit. Get the Ford family to sell the franchise to someone who gives two shits about getting Sell it that to me. franchise past 500 hey not we to all me. group
1: all together let's and we'll, we'll do it let's get it let's get let's get, get all the know alls together
0: john turner in on this let's, one let's too. let's put a pool in let's, let's do let, it
1: let's own that we're gonna turn that franchise around everybody let's do it
0: yeah doesn't the guy that owns like little caesars own the lions or no no that's, that's one no. team he doesn't own that's no. a Ford family owns that he owns the other teams in detroit he owns the pistons and he owns yeah. the red wings and he owns uh the other there's another different Detroit franchise does he uh, the Lions? tigers? Are you learning the tigers, or the, the tigers, Detroit I Tigers. I think the tigers, the baseball the team. Under under one. GoFundMe. Go go fund me. There Let's we go. Start we'll start go fund GoFundMe. Like I said, we got to get John Turner on this one.
1: That's right. And we'll get
0: we'll get a, a you know football world and everything <laughs> all in this. We'll all buy shares of it. and We'll That's buy it. this thing. It'll be great. Uh, you know, we'll be all minority we owned will or whatever. Be, the be difference great. makers. There you go. So uh, is uh, Earth available for Arizona? I don't know so much. If you would, I'm sure. If they if they keep it like uh you know pretty easy for i'm sure he can get out there and play you know what i mean for them is right. zekerts
1: available like what do you mean like to, to play for in this game for arizona oh um that's gonna be an issue. That's gonna that's gonna come down to. I mean, you know, oh, Mike. Yeah, that's gonna he, that's gonna veteran, be, be to how much he can gather of, of the thing. offense. Yeah. Like he'll be. A, I I feel like he'll be available right away. He'll be in a few plays, but I feel like he's gonna be limited because he just got traded there. Mm-hmm. Still needs to learn uh, the playbook and everything. But yeah, he'll be he'll be available, but. You know, kind of on the snap count right? I mean?
0: Yeah, but I mean, even looking at Houston It's not like, you know, looking at all the other weapons They had DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green And some of the other guys, you know, Andy Isabella Like, it's going to be tough like, got They all, really need Zach Ertz just, to, to perform just, for
1: I mean, look at that uh, An offensive rich Arizona yeah. Cardinals yeah. Managed to get another big weapon for them mm-hmm. At tight end, that's just crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So either way said and done, without a whole lot of discussion about it, Is I'm going it? with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I, I think you are too, probably, right? Yes. Houston,
1: or no? we have a problem, and we and don't have a team. The,
0: that would be the shocking thing if Houston pulls yeah. out the win. Davis Mills upsets the yes. uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> then. I don't know, man. This is going to be it's, <laughs> just, it's going to break the internet maybe. It would that might be. be the next big thing.
1: Houston, we have a problem. We we, we don't know where our football of home team is
0: right here though. We picked a lot of home games. I here. mean,
1: Arizona Cardinals they've been uh, uh, you know, on fire from from week 1. They're still undefeated. I look for them to continue it this week. I I can't see it any other way Arizona gets us.
0: All right, here we go. We've got Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bears have been playing better now that uh, Justin Fields has been there and been able to do what he can. Mm -hmm. Um, And the defense has been playing well. I mean, uh, but... Uh, They're a tough team to to manage. They're sitting there at 500. Tampa Bay, their defense has been struggling here at the corner position. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that line is still holding out fairly well. That offense still good. You know, uh, Tom Brady still doing what he does and and getting in and out. So the the various weapons that he has there. Uh, Mike Tackett says here, more so wasn't sure if there was a waiting period for guys to play once traded. I know that Gilmore is playing this week for Carolina, too. I think he was just still a little banged up. I think that's why he didn't play. Yeah, what, that's why Gilmore. That's because why because when
1: didn't. because when Gilmore got traded, uh, he, he still was you know yeah, coming back from whatever back. he was coming back. They wanted to wait another week, right? And and, and also to give him another week to learn the playbook. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe he'll be all set and fully ready to go.
0: Right, right. He says Bucks own Chicago too. Yeah, yeah. Probably here again. Um, uh, so yeah, I think Tampa Bay at home. Uh, I don't see Justin Fields really lighting up this team. I know he can make some plays against this defense, though. I'll, I'll give him that. uh But I think Tampa, uh, Tampa. See, I do keep doing it. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa <laughs> Bay, Tampa Bay. Tompa Bay, like, Bay. Uh, I, I, how many times I make that? I'm gonna have to make a a clip this <laughs> year. Now I did all <laughs> certain mistakes or certain things. Names I give you. I'm gonna have so many clips of me messing up Tampa Bay. Uh, Boy. With Tom Brady, but I think they're going to get it done. I'm picking another home game here. Home team. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. <laughs> Good job, little Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I'm proud of you. That's
1: right. Uh, I mean, the I mean, the Bears. Listen, I love Justin Fields. I think he's the absolute uh, quarterback for this team going forward. I mean, without a doubt, he gives them enough, you know, ammunition in terms of like with his mobility and uh, with his, you know, play playmaking ability with his throws that he's that he's made thus far. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, even up against a, a weak Tampa Bay secondary, I feel like you know Justin Fields is still developing. He's a rookie, and and when I, I he might make a couple of mistakes in this one, and 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 and, and Tampa Bay is going to you know you know attack that, and they're going to be able to come and, and utilize that against them. Uh, Chicago's defense, listen, uh, you know, unless you play man-to-man defense against Tom Brady. And how are you gonna play man to man against weapons like like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, who's still playing pretty darn well for his age? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't go any other way but uh, at home with Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here we go. And now uh, the Indianapolis Colts and By the, the way, San way, uh, Francisco. Mike, 49ers. Oh, Mike
1: already said that he's got the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does have the Bucks.
0: All right, Joe. What do you got in this one? The Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers. I don't uh, know. I don't even know, I don't know if I to want to watch here. this game. They
1: should sub this it's game a night no, game. too, right? It's the Sunday night game. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'd rather even watch Tampa Bay Chicago instead of this yeah. game. Yeah. You know what I mean? At this point, let's flex it out. Let's flex it out. Let's move Tennessee let's, and Kansas City up or let, something.
1: Let's go Cincinnati Baltimore.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move it all up. Let's change the dates here because
1: San Francisco and
0: it's it's te- terrible for them too because or um, we or we can go Kansas City Tennessee. They, have, they haven't had a lot of injuries like the last season, yeah. but. Garoppolo went down and now they're looking like he's probably good to go this week, but it's plus Trey Lance got injured now. So Trey Lance yeah. is out, but Jimmy so you would hope back. that Jimmy G is going to come back and play yeah. for them this week. Uh, so that would be good for him. And the Colts again, where they've kind of been up and down, not sure what they're doing really showed out last week. I think it was really nice. And I think they really welcomed the fact that they were able to get T.Y. Hilton back. Mm-hmm. And, but he's really addition uh, out the ball to, um, you know, Paris Campbell and some of these Michael other guys. Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. Absolutely, as well. And it's not just all like Jonathan Taylor trying to can handle the whole. But it's a lot for the Jonathan Taylor. I, mean, so. I know it has to. It is, but I mean, they're trying to make it so it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it just is. I mean, but that's you why, to you're why? To get that quarterback. And uh, Carson Wentz are like, well, come on, man. Here's, a, here's the here's the thing: is bit. you know, now at this point, they got to be a little concerned of, of Carson Wentz getting injured. So they're like, no, just hand it off. Just yeah, just right. hand it off or dump. It off just don't go anywhere don't drop back anymore <laughs> all right so what do you got in
0: this one you got the 49ers you got the colts in this one
1: uh listen i i have always liked the, the colts defense and how fast they play and they have a pretty darn good defensive line uh even even with the, the rookie that they have uh the colts offense that's where i kind of worry i mean i know it's a lot on jonathan taylor and, and what he can provide week to week if he if the niners can stop the run game though and make the colts one-dimensional on offense I feel like the Niners are going to end up getting this one. Uh, I like the 49ers better than than what I've seen from the Colts. Uh, I like the Niners' defense better, even though D'Amico Rhines is still calling the defensive plays, uh, and he is by far no Robert Sala. Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners on this one. I, Jimmy G's coming back this week. Uh, they're not going, they're not going to have to do a, a ton there. They got Debo Samuel's uh, like killing it this year, you know, in the in the slot and and. And, and the run game is on point i, I just like the niners
0: uh, i thought you might go with the Col- the colts on that one uh i'm gonna go with the niners as well too again because jimmy g again was two and one with them in the beginning they were looking really good you know rocking and rolling then the injury happens and they're trying to work out bumps here with yeah. tr- with trey lance but again he goes down uh they had also some running back issues with being injured nonstop through too at that, <laughs> that position but i think they had the week off they're ready to bounce back here uh, and and play here at home so i like the 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 49ers as well all right moving on to the monday night football the mike's, got the mike's got the colts and everybody mike's got one. the colts on this one saucy all right so then maybe he can get so uh, a few on us here so uh, at least catch me um uh, the New Orleans Saints now, and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle again. They, I thought they played better than what you know. They, I thought they might last week. You know, and Geno Smith did, did well. I thought too, too. I was pretty impressed with what he was doing. But he is a backup, and that's what he's kind of shown that he, he he does, and and made some mistakes here and there, and and, and that's the way it goes. So they're going to be have a rough patch, even though they are playing at home. And usually, this team does well with the twelfth man and things like that but you're still missing one of the original 11 men, and that is Russell Wilson. So that is a major part still for this team. For sure. Uh, And a defense that played well, I thought, last week. But, again, struggling all together as a whole. They give up a lot of yardage. And this is uh, good news for the New Orleans Saints, who I think really likes to air it out with Jameis Winston. And and, um, I think the Saints can come back here and play well against this team uh, with the weapons that they have. Uh, I like the New Orleans Saints in this one.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not really 100% on board with Seattle not having Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really trust Geno Smith. Listen, he's done a, a pretty decent job last week. Uh, but then again, he's also turned the ball over a couple times last week. So I look for that to continue this week. And And there's so much pressure on the Seattle defense now at this point where they are going to have to try to keep Seattle in a lot of these games until Russell Wilson returns. I am also going to go with the Saints. I like the defense better. I like the like what uh, you know Sean Payton has done with Jameis Winston up to this point, in terms of developing him as a quarterback and in uh, utilizing what he has at the receiving core until he gets back his main guy in Michael Thomas. Uh, I'm going to go with with uh, you know uh, uh, what was I going to go with the Saints? Yes, the Saints. But I was gonna try uh, the running back. You know, oh, my, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Yep. Uh, he's gonna be a major factor in this game, and Bobby Wagner is gonna to have to try to make up, uh, make up for his, his uh, you know, him being on the football field. Uh, but yeah, I got I, I like the Saints in this one. Uh, that completes our picks. That's it, and we are on to next week. On so to next week, make sure you guys come back to us, follow us on facebook or youtube make sure you search us up at football on the no show hit the subscribe button on youtube also to lock it in also hit the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live you can follow us on twitter at fb underscore no and guys please spread the word we are here for you guys football fanatics out there alike come join our show we are the most we are the most in tune interesting and interactive football show Here you'll ever Mike see. Mike Sackett
0: says, I'm registered with the NFLPA Central Florida and Central Ohio chapter thanks to having a few close connections. They always have outings and events. I'd love to bring my two favorite know-it-alls to an event sometime soon. Mike, nice, bro. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Let's I'm go. willing to travel. We're doing it. We're going to That's be it. doing some traveling pretty soon, too, again, yeah. as a, <laughs> as the uh, year goes by. like mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember hearing this, but, again, we have been – uh, agreed to with the NFL on media pass and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we are official with the NFL. So we can go to those events. We and are try NFL to media to stuff like that. So. Yeah, we would love to come out and see you. I know it's tough. I know you want to come out to to do the show with us here, but we are definitely willing to go out and travel to you. And I have family in Florida too, so it makes it a little Me bit too. easier too and so does he. So, <laughs> we'll meet up. We got to do this. It's it's definitely. it's it's uh, I think a few years in the making and we we we've been behind <laughs> yeah, that's on it. Right. So, we got to right. we got to get this done. We're going <laughs> to we're going to see each other sometime here, so. Yes, sir. Uh, again, thank you to all the sponsors too. Mohawk Honda yes, where yes. they go out of their way to please you. Uh, John, Stone, partners, John Supply. Stone Supply out there 6th Avenue in Troy, New York Yeah, and Colorize, I never did the read for Colorize oh. day, But you know what, go to MyColorize.com Check out everything they got there Your Ben Moore dealership here in upstate New York They have three different places In Queensberry, uh, Niski Unit And also in Clifton Park They don't just do Bear Moore, They uh, Benjamin Moore They do everything else, anything paint They're their paint specialists mm-hmm. From the do-it-yourselfer to the average Joe guy You know, To the professional like me Get it done. Go to color. I see my man, Link. Tell him you heard it from football in the know. Uh, Pat McAfee, Orlando Pace, and A.J. Hawk were just at the Columbus event. See, there you go. We could rub nice. shoulders with uh, Pat McAfee. I like it. Orlando Pace and A.J. Hawk.
1: That's my boy, Pat McAfee. Love oh, that yeah. guy.
0: We love that guy. Absolutely. That would have been a lot of fun, huh? Shoot some shit with him.
1: You know how Actually, big Orlando Pace is? He's big. I wonder. I wonder, like, because a lot of times with offensive linemen, they slim down after they retire. So I wonder, like, what he looks like right now. Like, Mm -hmm. is he just, like, slim and trim? They either
0: go one or the other. I yeah. think they sometimes. They and A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk
1: still looks the same. Dude, he is. Still looks the same. Yeah. And solid. He man. could play probably next week.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Maybe. I don't know if he'd tell you that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. Again, thank you to Down Monday, who, where we get all of our music from. And also Steve Murray, who's the voice of our our show. He's yes, going to do some new stuff for us moving forward. And make sure you check out Knockout City, EA Originals. Uh, he is featured in that. Looks like he
1: could suit up this weekend. He does. Excellent. Looks like he's Let's suit go. up.
0: Absolutely. I know. I'm surprised. Raiders need to that reach when, out to him because well, we need Aaron Rodgers brings up guys they can bring back. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's do it. Like, what about, you know, I was thinking about Mimi McKinley. They would be like, hey, maybe we got McKinley back on the team for tight end or whatever. Like, yeah, let's get A.J. Hawk back on this. You know, all these people that were wronged, you know, by the organization. But, all right, uh, that's it for us. We got to get the hell out of yeah. here. Later, Tackett. guys. It's a pleasure seeing you, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more Football on the Know with Jim and
1: Joe.